4: You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio by Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and the returning Ricky Sachs after a week off. He's got a tan. It's not as good as Lee's. I think, Ricky, is that six minutes or nine minutes? Uh, six, definitely, definitely that's six, a, that's six a few
0: minutes.
5: sprays I on there. Guess what, listeners, guess what colour Ricky is wearing tonight? It's a bit black.
1: Uh, All eyes on black. <laughs> there
4: we go. Well, it is the Spurs fan show. There is a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. In the next two hours, of course, we have to talk about the disappointing defeat to Newcastle on the weekend. But there is good news because the Champions League draw was made only a couple of hours ago. We're going to be t- looking at Spurs' group and the other English participants there have far can Spurs go what do we make of the group what do you make of the group tweet us at love radio or call us on 0208 70 and I think if I'm not mistaken there is maybe a big game this weekend some of a derby north london derby tottenham versus arsenal we're going to be talking all about that both teams coming off the back of a defeat not really the form either team wants to go into this kind of game but with a game of that magnitude, form doesn't really matter. We know what we're getting when it's Tottenham Arsenal. We're going to be looking at Spurs going into that game, especially after the Newcastle game. But let's start with a positive, because I know Lee preaches positivity on this show. I so do. let's start with the Champions League draw. Bayern Munich, Arcos and Red Star Belgrade. Ricky, as the returnee, what do you make of the group?
1: I'm fairly happy with that. I think Spurs have shown in the past that they've got the ability to handle tough groups, tough teams, and I think... I think they'll rise to the challenge of playing Bayern Munich. I think that's a great fixture. I mean, even to go away there, I think it's great for the players, uh, great for the club. But the group itself, there should be no excuses. Tottenham should be, you know... Well within the qualifying round of that group to get to the last 16, maybe they won't finish top, but at the same time, there's absolutely no excuses why they shouldn't be qualifying out of that group.
4: Obviously, if you don't finish top, though, you get the harder
6: tight on the next yeah. round. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on the group? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a different group, different kind of group. Um, as Ricky said, you know, we have shown that we can overcome uh, tricky groups in terms of quality, but I think this year it's difficult because we're going to go to the likes of uh, Red Star and Olympiacos. Those are going to be really intimidating places to go. I think Liverpool went to Red Star last year and lost so it shows that that kind of our Spurs you know the mentality of the players they've got to be right for that so I think it's uh, going to be a difficult group for, for different reasons but really in terms of the quality I think Spurs really should be trying to qualify through the group yeah, I agree, look, it's Champions
5: League. is called the Champions League for a reason because it's all champions in there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay, that's maybe a different debate. No, look, there's no easy game. Uh, like we like we saw at the weekend in, in the Premier League and the Champions League is the same. However, the first thing I wrote on my pat on my piece of paper on the uh uh on the script tonight is we will top this group. So I've got absolute confidence that we're top of this group. We've just uh, beaten Bayern Munich in the Audi Cup and lifted the Audi Cup. Yeah, totally um, glory, glory, glory to me, Talk to it. me. Come glory, glory. Got a trophy there. Um, and In all seriousness, I agree, Jamie. Um, you know, it is tough places to go in terms of Red Star, for, for sure. Uh, tricky tyres. But I can't see us not getting out of this group. And and I actually genuinely think that we're top of the group. Would they, what they typically, typically say 10 points? Uh, we'll get you out of the group. Twelve points will probably get you top spot, and I can see us getting twelve points out of that lot.
4: Well, Lee, you mentioned last week that uh, a lot of Spurs fans, no disrespect, thought we were just going to roll over sure. Newcastle. When you know every game in the premiership's top, you still have to turn, you, you have to turn up, the fans have to turn up, you have to fight for ninety minutes. There's no gimme games. Are you also saying that we need to have that? attitude going into the Champions League yes you know every game's going to be tough but really you know we can't look to Red Star, Belgrade and Olympiacos we have to look at what we're doing Tottenham where we want to For be sure. where we want to go sure. we should be A qualifying but B why can't we top the group
5: yeah well we can I mean we topped a group when we had Real Madrid in it when everyone thought it would us no chance before and mm. we got out of a group last year when we were what seven minutes or something away from actually you know being knocked out of the competition mm. altogether you know we had Barcelona and then we got absolutely rinsed at you know when Messi put on his, his Messi show at Wembley four. Two, um, you know, we were conceding last-minute goals and we were conceding first-minute goals and all of the stuff that actually is still happening now. But 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 the reality of the situation is that we got out of a group that was was very tough. This, yeah. this oh, look, football is played in a pit on a pitch, as we know, not on paper. But on paper, that is a decent draw for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah.
4: Obviously, you want to qualify a top the group. Yes, please. But did it help Tottenham a little bit last year? You know, everyone thought you was out. You wasn't playing well. You sort of flew under the radar. No one was watching Tottenham. Yeah. Like, oh, well, they just about made it through the group. They'll go out in this knockout stage. But you kept winning. You kept going through. And it was just like, we're just going about our business. Is there an element to that, Ricky? That is
1: it, Chess. Spot on. I think the only reason Spurs won't get out of this group is down to complacency. The yeah. same complacency we saw against Newcastle at the weekend. That's the only way Tottenham do not qualify out of this group. Because yeah. on paper... The other teams there, there's absolutely no reason why Spurs don't finish in the top two. There's absolutely no reason why they don't. When you look at the squad we've got, the manager we've got, the experience we've had in the Champions League over the last god knows how many years now. Been in it. Um, there's absolutely no reason why I keep saying it we shouldn't be qualifying out of that group. And the reason we won't do is if the players don't perform to their maximum. Because in the Champions League, this is the thing about this competition that everybody gives it their absolute all? You're having a chance to showcase yourself on the top table of European yeah. football so players out there that maybe you're looking for a move and you're for example if you're playing for Zenit or Olympiacos and you've got aspirations of playing you know in the Premier League or you've got aspirations of playing for a top European club you've got the opportunity there to showcase yourself on view to the biggest clubs in the world the biggest agents in the world who are looking to move players on and I said that's the only reason why Spurs won't get out of this group down yeah. to themselves. Well, Tottenham
4: were in uh, pot two, so they knew they had to face one of the top seeds, Jamie. Yeah. But out of the top seeds that you've missed, yeah. I know, look, I'm not calling Bayern Munich an easy title, they are the champions in that pot yeah. one uh, that Pot One seeding. You was always going to get a big game. But, you know, looking at the pot three and pot four teams that you've got, have you felt like Tottenham have sort of got away with one? It could have been a lot worse. You know, no
6: group's easy, yeah. but it's not the group of death, is it? No, exactly. I think it's just what I said earlier. I think that, that the other two teams, Olympia Arcos and, and Red Star, Spurs have got to be mentally right for those two games, as I said those are going to be really, really daunting places to go, just because of the atmosphere that they generate there, so that's going to be the real test in itself I think with Bayern Munich, it'll be interesting I think that last year they weren't particularly the best, I don't know, but I know they've kind of they refreshed over the summer, so um, it would be interesting to see what, how, where they at but I think that Spurs are capable of beating Bayern Munich. I
5: wouldn't be surprised actually if
6: Gareth Bale ends up being a
5: Bayern Munich player <laughs> before the end of the window
0: do you, you really think, believe well, that? Lee? I can
5: just throw it out there. Just you know, I mean, everyone else throws out weird rumours like Potch is leaving after North London derby on radio stations. So have just not just throw that one out there? Oh, and actually, a bit of breaking news, by <laughs> Go the way. For it. Yeah, yeah. A a love breaking exclusive? news. No, no, this is again <laughs> another bit of business from Tottenham Hotspur. If it gets over the line, Club Bruges and Tottenham Hotspur have agreed a fee, reportedly of around twelve million pounds for Victor Wanyama. So it looks like he's on his way to Club. Wait, Bruges.
4: wait, hold up. Are you breaking that before Ricky Sachs? Because well, that I will just I'd, send my I, head I, I, was, thought yeah, I would that really get really that
5: in front of these two because these two are transfer. For Need good, I just, <laughs> you're never too old to
4: learn, right? You're never <laughs> okay. too old to learn, and I'm okay. proving that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, we are talking the Champions League draw. You know, we know Tottenham want to make a run of it. You mentioned though, you've got some tricky away ties. Is the home form going to be important because we're looking at this yeah. atmosphere, and we're going to talk about it for the Newcastle game, yeah. Lee? You've you've talked about it, and mentioned it a lot, but we know how good the atmosphere is on yeah. the European nights when you were playing in Europe last year. But it's not good enough just to do it for the big games, as for Lee sure. rightly said outside. Yeah, well, we're going to be good on those nights we're going to be up for it but we have to get up for every single game don't you Jamie
6: yeah absolutely I think that those home games will be very crucial as I've said you know those away games are gonna be really tricky Um, going to the Allianz it's gonna be a very tricky game because of course you know Bayern Munich full of quality so those home games of course can be really important I think we saw against Manchester City what is what is capable at the new Mm. stadium I think that really that gave them a huge lift the whole atmosphere just the experience so I think that we're definitely going to be needing to to use the atmosphere um, at the new stadium this season. We need to change
5: the the atmosphere. That's for sure. (laughs) Don't get me on my my little soapbox because it's too early early. and it's too early. (laughs) I tell you, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) uh, you know, don't do I, it. I've, su- uh, we're <laughs> right. I've, I've supported Tottenham Hotspur right, since the 1987 Cup Final right? We lost 3-2 to Coventry and it broke my heart. Uh, I was a QPR support, not supporter, but a kind of like. was QPR. a QPR fan. I would like QPR as a kid. You choose your team. do do a fan show. And, and, do you want to come I, on? And I grew up. I grew up with the training ground, QPR's training ground, literally behind my mates' back, uh, my best mates' um, uh, back garden. So we used to watch them over the fence. Uh, uh, Tottenham 1987 Cup Final 3-2. We lost. I started crying for no other apparent reason I become a Tottenham Hotspur fan right that's the deal
1: the fact of the matter
5: is I've been a member of you know junior Spurs and that sort of stuff so 20 years junior member season to get old now for seven years and that atmosphere on Sunday was unacceptable. Awful. Awful. Like it was absolutely unacceptable. Jamie, you were there, right? I'm not overreacting here. It was absolutely unacceptable. I, I want callers. They can come. They've bombarded people, bombarded me on Twitter as well. Oh, two, oh, eight, seventy, green. twenty, five, five, eight. Talk to me. Talk to me, right, Terry Tibbs. But the point, the point I'm making, right, is that that they that It is our. Part of us as a team is mm. our responsibility to get behind the players when things aren't going. It's easy to get behind anyone when things are going well. How many Ben? How many, um, followers Ben Stokes now got? Yeah? What, what, what about when he was in, in court in Bristol? I bet they weren't following him then. He's just done them heroics now everyone's following yeah. him. Yeah, a little jump on the bandwagon. The point being is that we need to support our team through thick and thin. Mm. And there might be People that say, oh, what are you talking about, Lee? You're talking about, uh, you know, rubbish when you talk about Anfield. But Anfield is a special... Everybody says it. Mm. Anfield's a special place. They get the right thing. If it's a twelve foot kickoff, the flags are out. Right? The, you know, getting, Won't that f-
4: take time, though, Lee? Because it is a new stadium. Don't well, we, ain't need to... time, need we ain't got time, Chas. Chas, we ain't
5: got time.
1: They need to act on it now. You i have got Why are, are
5: it. we getting yeah. flags out? Sorry, mate. I j- yeah, yeah, will shut okay. up. No, Why are we getting flags out for no, Champions League quarter-final against Man City, which is amazing, but we're not getting the flags out for uh, four, four, thirty kickoff against Newcastle. Yeah. We, we got a treat people don't understand. The team, by the way, were woeful on Sunday. Yeah. They were woeful. It was the worst performance I've seen since A V B Wigan one nil defeat at White Lane. It yeah. was woeful. But that's, that's why we exactly, need to get behind them. That's
6: when, that's when the team. Do you know needs, agree, that's, when, that's exactly when the team. But, but then fans to get would argue it's you know it takes two to tango. Does, the, no, fans no, to the fans had nothing to celebrate team, for, sure. Do, for sure. The fans didn't. That's, I, I hear that argument all the time, and that's what I got when I. When I did post about it, I was quite angry about it on Twitter, but the fans didn't do anything, so it works both ways, and they're saying it works both ways. The fans didn't do their part and and when when you when you're in that sort of situation where you've got ten men behind the ball, eleven men behind the ball that's when you need the supporters to, to for encouragement and they're just none of it I it
5: be... I I sit in the wall right The wall of sound yeah block two five two that's where I sit right and you know, people talk about I, I said I was very emotional I was very angry after after that with regard to the result and whatever I tell them on Twitter I'm going to call people out on the show on Thursday I'm not going to call people out but that's where I sit and I'm telling you now from absolute truth I stood up to sing come on you Spurs I, I don't swear I'm not aggressive in that way just to come on you Spurs I looked around and people were looking at me, shaking their heads. They're looking at me as if they're embarrassed for me to be there. Well, I'm not saying that you have to sing. I'm no, not no. telling your yep. fans to have to sing. No. What I'm saying is we need to be a collective as a team to get behind our team because at this level, yeah. it is fine margins. Mm. And 1%, even half a percent, could have encouraged Lucas Moore to drop a shoulder, exactly. beat his man and create a chance. It could have happened. It might not have happened, but we didn't give it a go. And that's what's frustrating, Rick. Mm.
1: Mm. No, I completely agree. Listen, I wasn't there. But what I will say is my wife's probably listening in. I told her to. At this point, we spent an hour and a half. I was in Rome. Uh,
0: an hour <laughs> when off. in Rome, Rick. In when in Rome, Sam? No
1: one knows because was on the Monday show. But we spent an hour and a half researching and trying to find a, a bar to watch it. Well, Rick, Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't built in a day, but it's taken. <laughs> hey, come to find the bloody bar. We've got down here. I watched that as a Newcastle fan. Beyond me, giving it large, it was. I'm, I couldn't work it out. I can't work out what I was watching. I'll be honest with you, Chaz. I know we're gonna get into it more the Newcastle game. Mm. We've we've kind of <laughs> thrown into it already, but yeah, I mean. I agree with these two. Whilst I wasn't there, I totally agree that, listen, not everybody has to sing. You're not obliged to go there and sing as a supporter. But at the same time, when the team needs that encouragement, that is where the fan base has to come together and r- rise atmosphere.
4: Isn't this, though, a, a broader question and a broader problem? Because a lot of teams, home, their home support is never as good as the away support. You're travelling yeah. away, you're committed to the side. And nowadays, who goes to the football? You know, you get the really vocal fans who are up for it in passion. And then you get, you know, the tourists there for a day out and family. You get all different types of fans. Is this a problem that Tottenham don't
1: just face it? Everyone faces really? it. How, how could you but, solve this? Yeah. What's the long-term fix, Lee? I, I, go on, Nick. No, no, go on. Go no, on. I, I agree that, obviously, the... <laughs> listen we knew when get the new stadium you are going to attract different calibers of yeah. supporters going there you are going to attract some supporters that and, are there and, for and corporate so events they're just if, as important no course, aren't they listen they're all as important I'm not sitting there saying that no, no, no nor I was, am
5: I by the way I'm not I've no never I know once you said, wasn't, I know, I wasn't I just want to say yeah. that as well I'm, I've never once said I'm more important I'm no, a true no, fan no, no
4: I was, I was saying it from a yeah. management I, side as in if we get the fans through the turnstiles they're just as important but
1: all you would ask the encourage the crowd as a collective like Lisa it's about a collective it's not about you know individuals it's about getting together as a team of supporters to when the team is down, that is where they need the most. and to be fair you, you couldn't hear it. I was watching it, you couldn't hear them. These guys were there. you couldn 't hear the supporters
5: i've got I've got three children, right. They're brilliant. Three girls. I've got identical twin girls at six, and Millie, my eldest, who's eight. Right, Millie, Lottie, and Lewis are my girls. So now you've been introduced to them. I go to their sports day, and bless them, they're not—they're not brilliant at the sports day, but they try and they try hard, and so on and so forth. And and people get encouragement by that. They don't sit there, stand there, moaning at your kids. You can't do this. You can't do that. If you keep getting told that. If you keep getting told from the stands, moaning, why would you do it like that? Why did you do it like this? It does transform. If you've played sport at any type of level, whether or not it's a sports day, Jamie, you're a runner, right? I'll give you a wicked example. You see, I've run a marathon in 2009. I was lucky to do the London Marathon. I, I no way near did it as fast as what my man Jamie here can do it on, on, uh, to the right of me, but I did it. And at 18 miles under Canary Wharf, I hit the wall. Yeah? Not the wall in, in, in the stadium, by the way, but I hit the wall, the classic the wall. And if people wasn't encouraging me and giving me jelly babies yeah. and making me more on, I would have probably stopped.
1: So what you're saying is we need to give the players jelly babies. Well, <laughs> yeah, I
5: mean, I'm mean i saying that we need to give him encouragement, Jamie. Do you I not agree?
6: agree? I agree. I think it is literally that whole thing. Positive, you know, positivity just breeds more positivity and it just was not good enough. On well, me, this
4: is the Spurs fan show. We we're meant to be talking a little bit of positivity. The Champions League draw. I tried my hardest. We're already talking about the Newcastle game. We, of course, are going to be talking the North, North London derby. But let's go into that Newcastle game next.
3: We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station.
4: You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brown. We were just talking about the Newcastle game, the home attendance, how we need more support, more of an atmosphere there. Of course, we were looking at the Champions League draw Tottenham paired with Red Star, Braille. Reds, the Grade, Bayern Munich and Olympiacos. Let's have a little look now at the Carabao Cup because you are in the next round. You've got Colchester. How are you feeling about that? Is this a cup that you should take seriously? I know it's a chance to bleed some youngsters in, but it's a good chance to win a trophy. The League Cup is coming round. What do you think, Ricky?
1: I think when, you, when you're when you in our position you don't want a cup for God knows how long, then it is an important cup to win. And what I like mm. about the fact that this season is Pochettino's changed his stance on it. We'll see in terms of his selections if he does stick to his word. But um, he does seem to understand that the club is now desperate to win a trophy of some kind of magnitude, which will hopefully, in a way I hope, change the mentality of the football club. I have always believed for me that when you win the first trophy, regardless if it's the League Cup, the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, players then know they can win. They yeah. can win a trophy. And we haven't done that yet. So, again, this group is still at that point where it's on the cusp of something special. Yeah. And until they win that, we're always going to be the nearly team, the nearly club. We're always going to get battened f- batten for that. Always, is, it, is that
4: annoying for fans as well, Jamie? Because everyone, you know, when you're so proud of your club and you have got this new stadium, you've got to a European yeah. Cup final, you are doing well. The first thing that fans want to just say back to you, go, you don't want a trophy though.
6: But Is that annoying that, for the fans as well? Yeah, but the, the Carabao Cup won't change that. We'll They will still get banned if, uh if we were to win the Carabao Cup, they'd still go on about that. Look, for me, as much as I'd love to see this group win a trophy, I want to see Pochettino lift a trophy. I don't care about the Carabao Cup. I know you don't, much.
1: but Jay, do you not think if you win one, this is more the case? Forget the the the, you know, the nature of this right. trophy. If you win yeah, one,
6: of the squad to... know how then to win. I'd love to win it, but look, at the end of the day, I think you have to with our, certainly with our squad, you have to prioritise different competitions. And and unfortunately, it was last year. I think we had uh, three games in the space of nine days, and and one of them was was the league uh, was the FA Cup, and I think we we ended up prioritising the the league game, and it was uh, the the semi final against Chelsea. and We mm. prioritised that one. So it'll be the same case, I think, this year with the Carabao Cup. We might have to to prioritise a league game and rest a few players in the Carabao Cup. And if that's the case, then so be it. Lee, what do you make of it? I agree with Jamie 100% i really, really? do. I I'm not am not, not saying I'm not <laughs>
5: saying Ricky I'm not saying Ricky's wrong in a sense of um I, I know, yeah. does it breed more no, more fing jigs? but um more 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 winning <laughs> but but you know Pochettino don't care if we if we're sitting here worried about Yeah it, but you that
1: yeah, be. Pochettino don't
5: care no but it it's not a case of it's not it, it, if we pick up Sorry, let me rephrase that, because you're mm. right, that sounds horrific, right? If we pick up a Carabao Cup along the way, it's a great thing for the club. But it's not all the be-all and end-all yeah. of what, what our existence the is br- about. Yeah. No, no yeah. but, yeah. but we it doesn't have,
4: it. have to be. But, you know, surely playing football, you're you, you in you it talk- to win silverware and for trophies sure, but and you honours. Talk-
5: but, but if we won the Carabao Cup, uh, let, let me take uh, Arsenal, our, uh, our big uh, derby day uh, coming up. When they won the FA Cup three times on the trot, what were people saying? Oh, yeah, but it's, only, uh, it's the only FA Cup. Exactly. But if we won the FA Cup, we would be delighted, to absolutely delighted. But people just ban you off, guy. Yeah, but it's nothing.
4: Yeah, but that doesn't water down the achievement because yeah, fans are going yeah, to. fans does. are going to say that whatever you win, because but, they're the yeah, opposing fans. I'm
1: looking at it more not the case of it's the, the title of the cup, the Carabao Cup. I'm looking at it more of a mentality perspective that this team find out, okay, mm. we can do it. We can actually go know, all the way in a yeah, trophy and, and get over 1% the line. Mm, that's that's it, like, Maybe it's that one percent or two percent
5: belief. Maybe you maybe, said that yeah, in Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe. I
1: genuinely believe that once you win one, you will then be able to go and win more. That's just how I see it creates hunger because we can do this
4: exactly. oh is this what winning feels like this is what it tastes like now I want a, I want I to want win another trophy. one I think, yeah. with,
6: I think with with this with, with the Carabao Cup you've got to have a really really strong squad and that's why Man City have won it so many times because they can go and play really strong teams for Spurs, I don't know if we've got the squad to go and play our strong in strong teams in in every game. So we are likely to have mm. a shock result like we did against Palace. What well, is so, Colchester um, team though. If we can't get past Colchester oh, with our for kids, sure. yeah, 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 for we've sure.
1: Got, we've got decent enough you know kids out there. You know Troy Parrott, Japhet Tenganga. You would expect these guys to get yeah. games, and we should have enough in the yeah. in our you know reserve squad if you want to call it that. To you know, go over well, there and I win the game.
6: One thing was about, uh, when we did play in the Europa League. I think that what was so massive was was that Harry Kane got game time, and I think that ended up being a huge blessing in disguise because you had Harry Kane um, and other players. Uh, Ryan Mason, I think, was given a chance in in the the sure, League you're Cup. You're spot on, Forest. So yeah. forest yeah, I think that. You know these sort of cups are now big opportunities for these these players. So you know, it, in in terms of staying in them for that reason to to give other players like Troy Parrott opportunities, that's the really the only reason that I want us to stay in it. To be honest. Yeah,
5: so, uh, look, look, we the, the last trophy we won was the, whatever guys it was in back then, Coca Cola Cup or uh, you know whatever it was. was a Carling Cup, Carling a little cup. milk <laughs> cup, whatever. God. People remember that. But you know, it was a, it was a League Cup and yeah. you know a day out at Wembley and all that sort of stuff. And look, don't get me wrong. Of course I want to win the silver. Of course want to win trophies. I want to see our i successful. And like you say, Rick, to be fair to you, if if that is the case, if they come back and say, well, we've won that trophy, now all of a sudden it breeds more winning, then f- fantastic, so be it. But it's not going to take the banter away because people just yeah. go, don't care anyway. Yeah. And it's not going to make players stay or sign longer-term contracts to run the cowboy Cup. Hey, so so that yeah. is the, yeah. the kind of the, so the key that, thing. And, and sorry, Jamie, but, but what one what? last thing. I would not say this is a successful season no, this no. year if we won the carabao cup and not come alone. fifth
1: not alone no of course not. so you no, know it not. wouldn't be a
5: successful season for me now
1: that's it that's
4: interesting i really disagree with that
5: that,
1: that oh, is Chas, interesting no, come on no. honestly really it's not
4: gonna be
6: enough if we don't finish in the top four then then the project just stops because then we've got no chance champions yeah, but what if you can't you're, you're saying proven? about
4: keeping players what if you finish in the top four and win, a, win the carabao cup you know because if players are going to leave or they're going to stay they're going to do it either way that's nice because it's we've won it on the way yeah we've won it on the way Spawn.
1: I Diabars not looking at Tottenham, thinking, "Oh God, I hope they win the Carabao Cup." I want to be there in January. No, but you're saying about the players leaving.
4: No, but you know it's the mm. thing. Look, there's a project here. We've just won this trophy back in February. You know, all right, albeit it's one of the smaller domestic trophies. Mm. But this squad's capable. We're a young and up-and-coming squad. We've won this. Next season, we're going for this. We've got in the top four. Why don't you come that's, and join that's the project exactly over it? Yeah, like, oh, you fair. know what? We're yeah. only in the top four, but we're really we're keeping our players here. No, yeah, well, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's how we should look at the cup. That's how we look
5: at the. I mean, you mentioned Jamie there, Man City as well. I mean, Chelsea has done that for years. Yeah. When when Jose Mourinho was uh, was involved with Chelsea in the first time, around, he'd always prioritised the Carabao Cup, put out a strong side and win it. there's yeah. a trophy in the cabinet, and it does, he
4: called the Community Shield a trophy. For sure, well, he, 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 invent, he invented the trophies <laughs> of
5: trophies, didn't he? Yeah. No, to be fair, but the reality is he did do that. So, look, I, I think that I think it's a good debate. I think that mm-hmm. it's not going cha- to change Tottenham Hotspur's world if we win the Carabao Cup, no. but it'd be a nice thing to do on the way to changing our world, as in winning the Premier League or the Champions League.
4: Just very quickly, I know I'm going to get ahead of myself here. That's your thoughts on the Carabao Cup. Obviously, in January, it'll be FA Cup time.
6: Same stance, or this is a completely different trophy? Uh, I, I think I th- the FA Cup's more prestigious so I, I mean I'd still got the same attitude if, if yeah, Mauricio right. Pochettino decided to, to rest a few players for the FA Cup because we had a big league game on the weekend then I'm absolutely fine with that I just don't want a big reaction from the fans when we but do Tottenham have, have such a, a history, history with, with the FA Cup that shocks me to me I
4: mean maybe I'm like a bit of a sentimental just like, just doesn't I, know I, the the, you know the romance now. in the FA yeah. Cup I think it's a shame that it has lost this magic I think yeah. it should be on yeah. par with you know if, it's a
1: fairly big trophy in my eyes Yeah. at the end of the day there's, there's only four Four trophies you can win. Only four. And you know, two of the most obtainable ones you can win is the League Cup and the FA Cup. So Spurs should be doing anything in their power to at least win one of those. They should be. End of especially if we yeah, think it is think a transitional
5: season as well. So again, another third point we talked we talked before about transitional uh, is it a transitional time? Uh Tottenham two that you talked about <laughs> the, the rebuild. You know, if we if we are rebuilding and we're shipping out all these players, and just I just broke the news earlier, right, live, didn't I? Before <laughs> Ricky did. and Jamie about when Yama. No, if he's going <laughs> and a few of the you. others going, and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but you know, to be fair, it, if it is if it is a transitional <laughs> season and we win a a, a trophy. Look, Poch yeah, come out at the yeah. beginning of the season and said it is time for us to to win a trophy. It, it did, Maybe he might take a different stance on it now. To answer your direct question though, but I know we've got Shuban on the call, but you know, but, um, uh, to answer your direct question, my attitude is slightly different to the FA Cup because it is the FA Cup. It's the most prestigious domestic cup competition on the planet and, I, and we have got a good history in it and I'd love to win it and it's, it's fantastic, but it still doesn't change our entire history or the players or the manager or where we are in terms of dining at the top table if we just win the FA Cup. And Arsenal... Although they are more successful us in terms of winning trophies, and sorry, Spurs fans are listening, you know that's that is the case. Uh, it was painful what it is, they didn't get the credit, or Wenger didn't get the credit for winning three FA Cups on the trot.
4: You say that that's a really interesting thingly. I just want to quickly go that you say you know when we look back you know joining the big elite dining table, but you know it's something to put up. You know we won this, and then people go, oh well, we won this trophy in this year. We won this. You look back, you know, you look, you're going down the honours sure, list but and this is when we won for this sure, trophy. But we're
5: talking about progression and the progression of. But that the, of, is the progression, no, no, isn't no, it? no, it's not actually because the progression of where we're going now is coming into that super European super club championships, or whatever's going to happen. And mark my words, it's it's going to happen where there's going to be lots of uh, clubs. That talk about changing the UEFA for Champions League well, that's where we need to be otherwise yeah. we're going to get left behind yeah. we can win 15 FA cups but if we're not in that competition then uh, then we're not going to yeah, be taken great. seriously anyway 100%. so it's a tough one for sure
1: for me, uh, for me, listen. If a serious series tonight, you know, yeah,
5: be, why yeah. can't we win them both? That's the point. Why can't we why win can't the we FA Cup? Why not win them all? Why, <laughs> why just can't we go after it? Why can't we go after it? And you t- to take a about your squad. We have, yeah. we have, in, we have invested in the squad, and we have got a yeah. decent enough squad to go and have a go at
4: them cups for sure. So, why, why can't we just win them all? We'll right? right? Just go and win them all, Listen, no, I, you, you go on and win the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. I don't want none of you yeah, changing no, your we'll, tune, all right? I said it from day one. I'll break sure. that news. But wait, the, last
5: time, <laughs> the, the last time we won the Carabao Cup, or whatever it's called then, we were two points uh, from eight yeah. games, I think. We were bottom of the league that season. Juan de Ramos, absolute shocker. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the year after that, we won the Carabao Cup. Once we won that trophy in 2008, by the way, we had uh, we had a, a, a run of form that was actually. Actually, a little bit like so what we're going hell. through now. It was horrific. Doesn't it doesn't change anything. No, Robbie Keane and Ledley King—they lifted up a trophy. Fantastic! It's amazing. I'd like to get players or ex-players or people who are playing sports an opportunity on it. But that's where Poch is changing the mentality of our football oh, club. Totally and if potch does walk, it will be because of that. Because he cannot change the mentality of our fans in our base, where we're all we're, we're happy with a Carabao Cup. Yep.
4: Well, we just mentioned the Cup didn't change the league form. We are going to be talking about that league form. We're going to be looking at that Newcastle game next. Love Sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me Charlie Hawkins and I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brand. We were just getting a little bit heated in the studio. We were saying how important is that cup run because the Carabao Cup Tottenham are playing, Colchester, the Champions League draw was made earlier on today with Spurs getting Bayern Munich, Olympiacos and Red Star Belgrade. We haven't yet discussed really that Newcastle game although we did look at the atmosphere but I'm delighted to say Shuban has called us. Shuban from Enfield, thank you for calling again. Giving us a little bit of your time tonight. Do you agree with the guys in the studio? Should they prioritise the Carabao Cup?
0: Um, I think the, the league's your bread and butter. It's what makes you money. And obviously, you know, I think champ, if you get into Champions League or you don't, it's about £18 million pounds or something. I don't know. That's numbers. So I think, I mean, personally, I don't want to win the Venga Trophy of getting fourth place, but um, you want to breast every single season. And Champions League, unfortunately, is where the money's at. You know, I. I, I you know, I know what the CFO would prefer. Our, our fans, I'd love to stay out at Wembley. I'd love to stay out but Miss um, League is what right it's there. i mean, look, look at Arsenal.
1: Shuben lead us into the Newcastle chat, because that's our next subject. Tell us, what do you make of that result at the weekend? I know we covered it on the pod on Monday, but um, obviously we're going to have a chat about it, because obviously Lee and Jamie are here. Tell us what your thoughts were on that game, and the performance, and the, the nature of that result.
0: I just think, personally, we set up wrong in the house the setup was a bit wrong, and but uh, what I kept, I don't understand. is We kept doing the same thing over and over again. You, you passed that two banks of four, and we got off the left keep going out straight in a straight line, and that turns that wall into those two walls of four, and, and and we did get it wide. Unfortunately, Lucas lost his lines, and so yeah. You know, but I, to be totally fair, I've never, never said it's at Spurs, but I don't think we anything from that game. I think even a draw would have been a robbery. So. Shuben we're going to try,
4: um, we're going to try call you back or if you could call us back that would be great because the line's not great we're struggling to hear you there but we really want to hear from you tonight and talk a little bit about Tottenham so if you can call us back that would be fantastic in the meantime let's uh, carry on talking about that Newcastle game although Shubin did uh, uh, tweet in a question he said talking of the north london derby we are going to talk about it later but let's do this one for now he uh, he thinks the manager needs to make some changes who should he bring back back to the starting 11
1: well cover us up when i saw that 11 go up Uh, You know, I think all of our hearts may have sunk a little bit because you had Christian Eriksen on the bench, Jan Vertonghen on the bench. Jan Vertonghen is the best centre-back at the football club. Christian Eriksen is the most creative player at the football club, both on the bench. Now, my only argument with both of these at the moment is that we've seen the previous two games... No real confidence in that defence with Sanchez in there. And I think Sanchez, just for the record, I think he will be a top quality player in time. Mm. And he has to use his time now to learn off the Tongan, learn off Alderweireld, yeah. use Maurizio Pochettino. He's a guy that's played at centre-back. Christian Eriksen. Now, I feel strong about this subject because if Eriksen is on the bench, then he's still in the right frame of mind to feature for Tottenham. Yeah. Therefore, if he's in the right frame of mind to feature for Tottenham, he should be in a starting eleven. He's the most creative player in the football club. If I know that he's not in the squad, then that's fine. I then accept that he's not the right friend man to play. He doesn't play. But if he's on the bench, he should be in the team. So when I saw that 11, already I was concerned. I don't know what the guys think. Lee, what do you reckon?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I was on here last week, wasn't I? I said, I think we've got the best front four in the Premier League. When everybody's fit and healthy and, and firing, we've got the best front four in the Premier League. I mean, mm. <laughs> we did not look like that at all. I mean, I thought Kane and Moura, um and Son... Were, were woeful, if I'm really honest. There was no movement um, at all from yeah. them, and I know that's what, you know, come back to the atmosphere thing that we had a, a crack on earlier. You know, I know you know the team has to get you excited about doing stuff, and the team didn't. It, they, they were woeful, yeah. weren't they, Jamie? They really were. The point being is that, you know, you need to be able to get in behind the teams when they got two, I think Shubin was saying about two banks of four. You need to get in behind yeah. teams. You need to drop a shoulder,
4: beat your man, and create some space. We just didn't do it. We didn't do any of that at all, the what, whole game. I'm delighted to say we have got Shuban back with us. Shubin, are you there? Sorry about that. I think it was a dodgy connection.
0: All right, can you guys see me better now? Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Um, my question was, um, basically, you guys were talking about the scent. Um I was going to ask, would you bring back Derek Dyer back into to make a battery or put him in front of that battery? Because I don't know if the Arsenal are going to play for it. I think they put was it Pepe, who's their mm-hmm. new player and Lafayette and Aubameyang, if Joel Linton found space, I think those, those, any of those any of those guys will find loads of space. they will punish a lot more.
6: Um, I think with the defence, for me, it looks as though it probably might have to be a back five, given our options at right back. I think that it looks as though Musa Soko uh, might be the guy to come in at right back. I think the likes of Walker Peters, obviously injured. Um, Serge Aurier, I don't think, um, obviously he's not really in the plans at the moment. So, I think it might have to be a back five. Um, for me, I just I don't think this is the game for Eric Dyer to come back in. I think it's I think it's a bit too soon for Eric Dyer to come back in. I think that Vertonghen's the guy I'd like to see coming back into a uh, into the back five.
4: Very interesting. Really appreciate you, Shubin. There. Thanks for calling back. We're sorry about the connection. I'm delighted to say we have uh, weirdly got an Arsenal fan on the on the show. <laughs> He's called up Lee Campbell. Arsenal. Good name.
7: Fan. Good Lee, name. Lee. <laughs> Lee. Well done, Lee.
4: Uh, good, good luck. <laughs> what do you want to not? ask the guys? <laughs>
7: Um, to go to first I just wanted to say oh, thank you for letting me on the show and you, you guys actually have some great content so um, thank you well thank played. you thank you very much I think for me uh, the reason why I called up is obviously uh, yeah I am a massive Arsenal fan but I think I'm a bigger football fan more than anything so yeah fair play um, listening to obviously you guys weekly and obviously seeing your Twitter, your Twitter feed and everything like that I was just wanted to know do you think that you're maybe overrating your team a little bit more I mean I know League is quite um, convincing with some of his chat sometimes, but maybe he may go a little bit over the top with how happy he is with his, with, with the team and the squad. So I just wanted to know maybe what you thought about that.
5: Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> I, I can't get over Jubin. No, look, I think I think I think leave we've got, leave. Yeah, yeah, Lee, Lee. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no it's, all. It's,
7: it's good. Look, I, I think
5: that. Um, from an Arsenal point of view, I think you've got a very, very good front three. Yeah, I have to understand. say, I haven't, I haven't seen Pepe play properly, but Lacazette and Bamiyang, I think they scored fifty-two, fifty-three goals between last year in the Premier League. Yeah. That ain't your problem. The problem is the yeah. the defense. And you went out and spent eight million on a, and a defender that's won the Champions League and lots of different trophies, who's also still woeful. So you know, I think if both sides are firing in the in the, in the front end of their team, I think it could be a it could be a, a bit of a basketball match. To be fair, but but coming back to you know our team. No, I've seen the capability of our defending with Toby and Yan at the back. You know, having the best defensive record in the Premier League, like I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen how good Danny Rose has been. I've seen how strong Eric Dyer is in the, in the centre, or, or how what the touches of or, of of uh, Winks and the Alley death touches, and what how he affects play. When you watch them players live. It, you know, and you and you kind of do almost do player cam on them yourself because you're the you're the own director, isn't you? you when, when you watch them live, it's very different to watching it on TV. So I do back the squad and I, and, I, and I back what, what what we've got there. So maybe I am a little bit over the top, but the reality of the situation, we got to a Champions League final last year. Back the manager, so, so back you know the manager. I mean? Well, I do back <laughs> the manager, but you know, we got to a Champions League final last year. We finished. Um, uh, with uh, a, a strong points total for the last four or five seasons uh, under Pochettino, we've gotten to the top four on the, on the trot the last four, four seasons. which, from a Spurs perspective, Lee, that's unheard of from Tottenham. Mm. Like, I haven't had that before. So yeah. actually, you know what? Things, we should be we should be buoyant and happy and positive about the things.
7: Just, just thinking about um, some of the things that you said, and some of like I don't know why f- recently a lot of like Spurs fans have been coming at the woodwork, but a lot of my Spurs friends are basically saying things along the lines of. Pochettino now how he's a little bit um, grumpy mm. he reminds us he reminds everyone of like of and Wenger from like two two or three seasons ago where I'm not saying he's going to go and I don't necessarily think he should go because there's nothing really better for him out there but the way he's quite like moany and a little bit miserable about like the press and he's the, the team and, yeah, yeah the way, he's, the way he is do you think that that could be also be an effect on your team and the way you're playing because Let's be honest, you're not obviously playing as well as you should be. Like, And you talk about the points total. I think you finished obviously one point above Arsenal and I think one point or two points behind Chelsea. So, I mean, it's kind of two things split in one. So do you think that Pochettino does remind you a little bit of Arsene Wenger on, on the possibility he may leave? And do you think that he is actually having a negative effect on your team, not just the players themselves?
1: Do you know what, Lee? You've actually stolen our running order for the, for the second half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, sorry, you've sorry also me. got the notes here. It's absolutely fine. I mean, <laughs> you are doing that. It's amazing. Sorry. But um, what I will, what I will say, we're going to come on to it in the second half of the show, but I do agree with you to some degree. What I will say is that I had a chat with Chris Cowlin, friend of the show, obviously he's on the show regularly as well, Chris, and we actually likened the way Pochettino is now to Jose Mourinho when he came back to the Premier League, where he does seem at the moment to be very agitated, very grumpy. We are going to cover it more in the second half, but I think the biggest concern on the back of that Newcastle game, which I know we're still going to be covering for the time being at the moment, is just the way we are starting games so slow. And if Spurs are going to get anything at Arsenal... You've got to come out the blocks with a bit more yeah. aggression and just up for the game you know Spurs when we have got our results against big teams um I maybe asked I'm not such a big team anymore but um you know oh. you've got to you know you've got to be able to start games fast out the blocks and Spurs haven't done that yet this season and they need to be mm. at you know a level where they're going to come out and you know out of the blocks I mean the only game I can really think of recently is that Huddersfield game that you know we 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 demolished them at the new stadium as well, wasn't it? But, Huddersfield, was but shocking. We still, we still they need like, to get back shocking. to playing, you know, out the blocks from minute one. Lee, very
4: quickly then, because uh, <laughs> you know you are an Arsenal fan. This is the Spurs fan show, but while you're on, we must get a prediction from you for this weekend. What do you think?
7: Uh, do you know what? I'll be honest with you, and I think the only reason why I'm going to say this, I genuinely do think it's going to be a draw, and I think if if it wasn't that Arsenal was so cocky now, because obviously Tottenham did lose their last game. I think we'd have won three or three one, genuinely. But I think it's going to be a draw because I think Tottenham will be fired up. I think you've got your game plan. I think you've got all the all the um, ammunition you need to. Merce come out done our playing. team talk for us, didn't he? Paul uh, yeah, he and did, done he our team a, talk uh, for uh, us. So I, I don't good. want. I don't want to. I don't want to swear, but yeah, he did do that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I think a draw. It's not going. I don't think it would be the best result for either team right now. But I mean. Yeah, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw, lots of goals. And then um, hopefully hopefully we win. But, I mean, yeah, I think Tottenham are a better team at the moment. So that's just me being honest. So, yeah.
4: No, fair, fair, fair point. Only. Lee, we really appreciate you coming on giving us some time, especially as you're an Arsenal fan. Maybe we'll hear from you next week, depending on the result. Lee there, he said 2-2 splinters or genuine prediction from him there, Lee?
5: Uh, no, I think was, no, I think fair play to the uh, fellow for, for coming on. He's a genuine football fan as well, and I think I love the fact that you know there's a massive rivalry between the two clubs, and and you know there they always will be. But you know sometimes you've got to take your hat off in certain areas and certain and in certain instances. And like I said, I don't know much about Pepe, but their front two
4: yeah. were excellent last year. Brilliant. Against...
5: Do you know,
1: it gives you some hope there's some genuine normal fans out there as well that are like Arsenal fans. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's the best well, thing. There you have it. With the second hour hasn't even started, we're going to be taking a closer look at that game, getting predictions from the boys in the studio. But I keep saying it. But we are going to be talking about that Newcastle game next.
3: For the fans. By the fans. Love Sport Radio.
1: Now, guys, just a reminder out there. We are running this special promo for The Athletic. Um, I'm sure if you're aware of The Athletic, this is the opportunity to get the best coverage of your club with a world-class team of writers. They are completely ad-free. No ads. No annoying pop-ups. And John... One of our, you know, people that we know out there covering Tottenham, Jack Pitbrook, a massive writer who covers a lot about Spurs, is the main writer. I mean, Johnny, you've already got the content eyes. I understand. What do you think of it?
7: I really, really like the athletic. Actually, I think it's a really interesting modern concept on securing the best journalists for each supporter's club, and then having them write on a almost daily basis. And and there's questions and answers, and an opportunity for you to really feel in line with what's happening at your club. Uh, I've seen two great articles by Jack this week uh, covering Tottenham Hotspur, those being the situation of Christian Eriksen's contract and the shift in power between Tottenham's security of having players tied to long-term deals is not as it once was. And we've seen that with Toby, Jan and uh, Christian Eriksen potentially running down their contracts and leaving for nothing. And then Jack's also released a second article today discussing the Y-Word Consultation and what the connotations are for Tottenham Hotspur supporters and those from the Jewish community. It's a really interesting read, and uh, I encourage you all to get out there and have a look at it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, at the moment, they seem to be taking the world by storm, this new way of going forward. I mean, they're a subscription to the company's complete football content library, and um, also a lot of stuff they do within the US itself. I mean, as I said, the best coverage of your club, a world-class team of writers, and we have to emphasise, completely ad-free, no ads, no annoying pop-ups, and again, for a 30 day free trial and to receive 50% off your yearly subscription for only £2.50 per month. You just need to go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash last word. So make sure you're putting that in theathletic.co.uk forward slash last word. And it has to be in lowercase. Okay guys, get on that promotion. Really, really good content. Enjoy.
4: You're listening to the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie (laughs) Hawkins, Lee McQueen, the talented... Oh, I could go on the well, objectives I was going to say there, Lee. Just You have to press <laughs> well, that dump button in a dump, minute. Joe. No, 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 mate. Let yeah, the world yeah. know. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Talents for days, mate. Lee McQueen, Ricky Sacks, and Jamie Brown. But let's talk about Newcastle now because we've sort of swerved it a little bit because it was a dodgy result. But you're all you're all honest. You said, look, woeful performance, not the best. And you know you had that performance last week to Man City, and it was two to and everyone made a, bat, a possession and shots. But was that papering over the cracks? Because papering over the cracks? because at this minute in time, you know. It's not. Re- it is about points, you know. You want to start flying, but it's about performances, and 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 yes, you didn't get the points on the weekend, but it's the performances that are worrying, yeah, aren't it was, they? It was woeful, but yeah, you know, it's the concentration levels. I know it wasn't an early goal
5: per se, because it was like what 26, 27th minute or whatever. Mm. But we concede early goals all the time. It's absolutely yeah. rife a our game. I want. So I want to throw score. this out there. I want to know what's going on. I know. Um, a uh, friend of the show and, and, and part of the show now, John from Lily White Rose, he goes down the training ground all the time from the academy. I want to see these players train and see if they actually know how to defend. Right? in terms of you know, what's their concentration levels? I was on the last season talking about starting in a tunnel with a wet fish and slapping him in the face yeah, to I'll, wake these players I'll, I'll, I'll up. Are you yeah. with me? Like, here's here's the thing: we conceded two goals early against Ajax in both games in the Champions League last year. this goes back to last year. We conceded early twice against City. We conceded the first goal against Aston. Villa. We conceded the first goal again against City. We conceded the first goal in the city uh, against City um, early doors at their, at their place in the league twice, and, and at Wembley as well. Six minutes miles. We conceded the first game on the week. Well, the first goal was the only goal, but again, we conceded first. The point being is, look, the point is made. It's ridiculous. Where's the intensity gone of our game when we're starting games like uh, you know, like a train? Get out in front of them, break them down. You have got a game plan that you have worked on with Steve Booth and his in co- his coaching. Team. There's one thing about Steve Bruce. He might get a lot of stick. He's a brilliant, brilliant coach. To be fair, like coaching the players all week, they'd have been working on be rigid, be compact, don't give anything away. Spurs start the game fast as anything, score within the three minutes, game plan out the window. No, let's ease and pull and move and go side to side and oh, hang on a minute, let's defend horrifically and let them go one nil up and let them defend that one nil lead for the rest of the game. Well, who's at fault there, Lee? Who's
4: who's to blame with that then? Who who would if you if you're saying Lee? You know, we have to point a finger somewhere. Who is it for you? Well,
5: for, for me, it has to be the coaching part of the of the game. Only because it wasn't one individual error, was it, no. lads? It no. wasn't and one individual mistake. It was, it was, it was yep. everybody. Something has happened. We don't know what it is. We can speculate if we want. Something has happened whereby the, the, the preparation for that game mm. was either a t- couple of things, multiple choice here, listeners. It could have been either A... No, wait. Let me write down. We'll do a yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. B, um, you know, we just took them for uh, for granted. We thought he was going to go complacency and go and roll over what you were talking about earlier. Or C, the players don't care because there's a lot of peep things going on in the background. I don't know what it is, but it's saying not right.
1: Mm. We're going to talk about obviously Maurizio in the, in the second part of the show. But I think what Lee says there is the now on the head. Something isn't right. What's going on in the club at the moment? We've got a situation where you've got Adairville's contract. Danny Rose's contract, Jan Tongan's contract, all up in the air at the moment. Christian Eriksen's contract. Eriksen wants, wants to leave the club. Danny Rose tried to move him on. He's still there. So you've got issues all around the club at the moment, which is now, unfortunately, transcending itself onto the pitch.
6: And here, and here is where, also, where me and Jason said, back the manager. This is where we also needed to back him by getting rid of some of these players. Uh, unfortunately, I think it was the case that, you know, we, we were unable to offload them because clubs weren't willing to buy them. But I think so many fans got emotionally too emotionally attached, like Toby Alderweireld, Danny Rose, those are the two big ones that were just... They are now, you know, uh, Alderweire's got one year left in his contract. Rose will, have this, uh, Rose will have the same next summer. And these are players that we should have offloaded, and I think we got too emotionally attached to them. But, well, but- you
4: have had a tweet in just quickly about the game, Lee, before uh, you come in there, and it's from Nick Donovan. He says, in my opinion, the creative passes weren't the issue it was the off the ball movement, no off the ball from all the players starting, sluggish in the offense, yep. very little, you know, no uh, quick one touches, on. no flowing Spot football, on. no one was creating runs into space. We're trying this plan out from the back when the team seemed to it's like they didn't know what, I think uh, it's spot, difficult though
6: it? because there, I don't think there was any space though because they were so they. in fairness to Newcastle I think they deserved the win because they yeah, played so well yeah. I yeah, think they they we played, do also played. have to give them a bit of credit because they've defended fantastically
4: you're always going to come on and give credit but you're I think I think the big issue, co-
6: the I, and I think with the creativity I think that that was the issue that's why we didn't win because I Did think, think there was no we, there, we had two players missing that were big creative sparks is Undon Ballet who can, who can pick it through put it through the lines pick out a pass, uh, drive the ball forward, and Christian Eriksen, and, sun- and there was none of that on Sunday, and there was none of that on Sunday. I think those are two massive misses. I, I,
1: I agree, with Jane. the Issue you've got is everyone's criticised when Eriksen came on that he didn't create much. The problem is Eriksen's coming on in a game where it's already so compact. So Newcastle have got their game plan. They're rigid. They like Lisa. They're going to set up with two banks of four, and it then becomes even harder hmm. to then bring Ericsson on to try and thread a ball through when Newcastle are so set up the way they are. But, but
5: coming back to the coaching and preparation. You talked about like these contracts and this that and the other. And it, is, it, is a, it is a fair point. But massive issue, this, Lee. It's no, but a massive issue. Happening last year, Rich. Yeah, but it's we lost a to issue. Watford. We were abysmal against yeah. Watford after we beat Man United. Went to Watford, we got rolled over. We lost thirteen games in the Premier League last season, and and to, a lot of them were to, to lesser teams. We beat Brighton in the 93rd minute at White Hart Lane. Let me tell you some stats about White Hart Lane and Wembley. Everybody thinks Wembley was an absolute disaster. we played 33 home games at Wembley. For home games, inverted commas. We lost six, yeah? We've played seven times in the Premier League at, at, at White Hart Lane. We've lost two. That's a worse losing ratio than it was at Wembley over a longer period of time. The, 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 the stadium, the, the atmosphere, the, all of the stuff that we're talking together is, is part of the issue the issue may be the contracts it might be unsettled to us, but what was the game plan here we knew that Newcastle would play two games they got absolutely rinsed both times they played we knew that they didn't have confidence we also knew that they were going to come and sit in because why Lane lanes a very very difficult place to go what was our game plan we had two shots on target you'
6: joking me,
1: but I also think you play the best eleven you've got available at the time to you, and we aren't at the moment paying the best eleven for whatever reason. If it is contracted, uh, if this uh, player wants to go, that's the biggest
6: problem, here, Jay, isn't it? Well, and I think that this is where perhaps the whole Spurs in crisis has been a, been a blown out of proportion a bit. I think with Spurs have been so desperately unlucky with injuries, I think with Ali and Don ballet, I mean how many injuries have we had with now and I think with the transfer window still open that 's distracting the likes of Eriksen. I think that Eriksen is going to stay. I think they will come back into the team. So when the transfer window closes, hopefully just somehow Spurs can have a bit more fortune with injuries. I think that that 's been the biggest issue for Spurs because especially last year, we had so many injuries last year, disrupted so much form. So, I think that that that's really is the the reason that Spurs are struggling at the moment.
1: I know I'm going to come on to Rizio after this next break, but my only concern was that during that game, watching it, I didn't really see too many occasions where he was trying to lift the players from the touchline. And that's also my concern. that As a manager, you well, want But what about
4: players on the pitch? Should there be leaders on the pitch that go, look, we're this, sure. you but know, taking the game by the scruff and, yeah. yeah. and then everyone come they're, on? they're
1: missing Gr- a core leader there in Jan Vertonghen. and, you know, people don't realise how <laughs> much of a leader yeah. he is in that back four and he's not on the yeah. pitch. Well, very
4: quickly, let me ask you, Ricky, because you was not here last week. Two weeks ago, you said, I'd be surprised if Vatong don't play against Man City, didn't, still wasn't, you know, in the team. What's happened?
1: You said, you know, he's going to come straight back in. Well, logic would say he should come straight back in. There's clearly issues behind the scenes whether he's unfit. Listen, the thing for me at the moment is the only reason Jan Vertongheny is not getting into this team is if he is severely Unfit? Is he that unfit though? Well, can he be? I think un- can Puch- he be more unfit than watching our Sanchez defended? You know, that's not singling him out, but that's Danny Rhodes yeah, and true. him. There was three occasions in that game at the weekend where the ball went in between both of them, and neither of them yeah. dealt with it on three separate and occasions. That's why
5: I'm coming back to a coaching situation because that's three times in one game. You know, and, and that if you, it's if that you switched if, off. That's what I'm saying. Like, where was their minds? But where the def- were they?
6: The, unfortunately, I think if you look at the defence. Throughout the four of them, just aren't good enough, no. and I really firmly believe that they're not good enough for Spurs. Carl Walker Peters, nothing about me says he's a good football player. Davison Sanchez, as much as I think he's going to be a good player one day, just don't think he's good enough at the moment. Danny Rose, I, I, not I, good I, enough. I, I disagree with that, Jamie. I, I,
5: I know you want to go to Albright. I disagree with that. I've got, I've got to have a go on that because you know the reality is that is a knee-jerk reaction. You know, Davinson no, no, Sanchez. I genuinely don't believe. No, no, Fair no, enough. Davinson Sanchez when he was when he was alongside Yang Vertong in that season. he was was outstanding so many mistakes
4: so many mistakes there is so many mistakes but so much to talk about luckily we've got a second hour of Spurs so don't go anywhere we're going to be discussing it all right here on Love Sport this is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Ricky Sachs, and Jamie Brown, the dancing Lee McQueen. I'm very back, excited. Baby. He's back. Positivity all the way. We were I talking. I was going to
5: nickname this instead of Spurs fan show today. I was going to call it Spurs Moan Show, right? So I'm going to change the <laughs> oh, mood not real afterwards. No, no, it's not not come bad. on, come on. Let's moan. Positivity. It's honesty,
1: though. It's honesty, innit? It's, it's honest. honesty. It's honesty. Mm. You, you yeah. got to say things as debate. they are. You got to say
4: things as they are. We're all having a debate. It was. Lee versus me earlier. Then it was Lee versus Lee. Lee versus Lee. it's a great fixture, the Beautiful. North London derby. There it's you go. Fixture. We are of course talking about the massive fixture this weekend: Spurs versus Arsenal. We were taking a look at the Champions League draw. We had a little review of the disappointing Newcastle defeat, but we want to take that a little bit further now because there's a lot being made at the minute. You know, how happy is the manager? Is he unhappy? Supposedly, a lot. Going on behind the scenes, a little bit of speculation. How much is that true? You know, we know clickbait's a real big thing. Where Spurs are concerned, everyone, you know, it's very easy when there is a defeat to make up a story, especially on social media nowadays. But let's get into that because Ricky, you're saying that we we don't know how much is true, but no smoke without fire. There are certain things going on at the club at the minute.
1: A hundred percent behind the scenes, it's not what it should be. It's not. You've got players that are clearly unhappy. Like Jamie said earlier, they clearly want to move players on. They haven't been able to move them on players that want to go, that's still the case Ericsson has made it clear early in the summer he wants to go would Ericsson be sotting on the bench in games if his head was fully at Tottenham he wouldn't, so no. there's clearly an issue there at the moment but my big concern at the moment is Maurizio Pochettino and the way he's addressing the media, now Alistair Gold who is a top Spurs journalist shop, one, of our, one, of our, you know, one of the guys that we love to get on the show um, he asked Maurizio a question at a, a pre-match or a post-match press conference and Maurizio snapped at him and what's concerning me about Maurizio at the moment is that he's reminding me a lot, and I spoke to Chris Callen about this during the week, he's reminding me a lot of Jose Mourinho in when he came back to English football and he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And what I'm worried about... When he was
4: the chosen one, not the special one. That's it.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm worried that that also could be rubbing off on the players. It, I think, he, like Jamie said, it's back to the point that they've not been able to move on the players that they've been able to, well, wanted to. But at the same time, he has to remember the club did deliver his... Preferred targets. They did go and get Undenbeli. They went not got Sesayong. They wouldn't got the Chelsea. So yes, the transfers mm. coming late. Yes, it means that he's now going to have to bed them in over time. And he's yeah. going to have to work with them, and it's going to be during the season, which isn't ideal. When for me, I always want players in early. But at the same time, they did get those players yeah. for him, and it is now a case where he needs to work with those players because he's got decent players there. Yeah. He has got decent players, and this is a massive fixture at the weekend. And what concerns me also is his mindset at the moment. You know, people a lot of. A lot of these are, t- are chatting to stats at the moment. You know, we read the stats out on last week's show. But again, fourteen defeats in thirty-two games, three wins in the last twelve, and five points from the last fifteen in two thousand nineteen. A it happy reading. We're not sitting here saying Pochettino out. We adore the man. We love him, but he doesn't seem happy in himself at the moment, and that's my biggest concern because he's unhappy. We're
6: mm. all are just supporters. Yeah. Look, for me, I, 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 after the summer, I was pleased with how we did in the transfer window. I think we got in the good. Pl- we got in some very good players. We offloaded some dead wood. Um but at the moment it, the squad still feels a bit dysfunctional and I think that as I said I feel as though it was always going to this, this rebuild of the team is always going to take a couple of years uh, or, or or a few transfer windows. Um so at the moment I just feel as though you know it, as I said, it's going to take a couple of windows to fix and, and for me it feels like a transitional season again so I can see why he's going to be you know, unhappy with his squad at the moment. Well, we have had another call into the studio, this time all the way from the States,
4: New Jersey. Will joining us on the line. Thank you so much for calling from the States, Will. Will, you're worried about the dismal play in general. You're also a little bit worried about the fullbacks. What are you thinking going ahead uh, towards this weekend's game?
2: Well, I think in general... You know, we've just been so dreadful uh, in the Premier League, and I think that the, the incredible run in the Champions League kind of, uh, uh, you know, it kind of covered up how dismal we played in the league. Well, maybe that was necessary because of injuries and such, and look, I'll love Pochettino forever for, for sending us on that trip and on that ride to the Champions League final. As a sports fan, uh, there are very few experiences in my life that were like that. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. But as we move on now, you know, a, a couple things. I, I'm shocked that we're playing this stupid game with Lorente, and we may lose him. It took us years to have a backup forward. And we finally get the right guy who contributes big time. We don't beat Man City in the Champions League without him. We definitely don't beat Ajax without him in the second half. We went to him 16 times with long balls. He won 14 of them including the critical last one of the game. So the fact that we didn't bring him back is insane to me. We could have used him against Newcastle for sure. And the other thing is, this is a fullback league. Look at the two fullbacks on Liverpool. Look at the fullbacks on Man City. If we want to compete, we need top-quality fullbacks. The fact that we let Trippier go without a replacement, again, is insane. And, boy, Roche just doesn't cut it. He's just not good enough. So there,
6: that's that's where I'm at. I think with Fernando, look, with Fernando Lorente, I think it's another player that, as I said, I think fans got too emotionally attached to certain players, the likes of Alvaro um and, and Rose. I just don't think he's the player for us anymore. I think he's slightly too old. If Spurs wanted to bring someone else in, they should have, you know, they should have found someone. Hopefully, you know we might see Troy Parrott come in. You know, if we'd have brought in Lorente, then you then you don't have that option of of, of Troy Parrott coming in. So, um, and I agree with the fullback issue. As we said, it is a big issue at Spurs. The fullbacks. I'm not really sure any of them are good enough. Uh, Danny Rose is not good enough. I think he's had three poor performances already this season. Uh, Carl Walker Peters, on the other side, as I said, just hasn't really done much to inspire. him. but as I, again, as I said. I think it was always going to take time to rebuild the team. I think fullbacks are very difficult to find. Um, And I think it is going to take a few windows before we kind of fix that area.
4: Will, we really appreciate you calling, especially all the way from states. Cheers, Cheers, Will. Will. Thank you. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Always, we love to call us here on the Spurs Venture. If you want to call, please do on 0208 70 Well, we have had another call. This time, Jason, a familiar name from Last Word on Spurs. Jason, thanks for calling. You're very worried about uh, the manager's demeanour, aren't you, as well?
8: Yes, obviously it's a concern at the moment, but you know I think listening to Jamie was uh, earlier he was he was right in that I said, you know, you've got to back the manager over players leaving and I think we're stuck in a situation now with players still at the club that he doesn't want there. and When they're going into training, you know, are they really pushing themselves in training to get ready for a Spurs game or are they just ticking over just Oh well I turn up for training, I'll do me five laps at a pitch, I'll just go through the motions. And if if you've got too many people now in training, really not at that, that Pochettino intensive if levels that he we know he has, that then starts to spread to others in the group. And I think, you know, maybe that we are so slow at the moment, but just because that, that intensity in training he can't get with players oh, I don't want to go into that tackle and get an injury in training or I don't want to get a groin strain or anything. And and that eventually is having the the knock-on effect to the team. And Pochettino's got players there that he doesn't want there and it it must be difficult for him.
1: All I'd ask him though, Jase, is to keep his message consistent because the problem you've got at the moment is that, listen, whilst we love honesty, he's coming out publicly and saying that the squad's unsettled. Do we really want him to be announcing that to the rest of the Premier League, to the rest of Europe, that we are an unsettled team? And they're not other times is cryptic in his messages all you would want I think is just consistency from him if he wants to be honest tell us everything if he doesn't want to be honest don't tell us everything do you know what I mean there has to be an element where he either tells us everything or he doesn't tell us or nothing you know there there has to be a continued and consistent message that we're not getting at the moment
8: no, there, there may well be times when he he'd like to be more honest, and he, and he just can't be. I mean, for instance, he, he could hardly turn around and say the reason Victor Wanyama's not in the team is because his knees are knackered and he can't cover cover the pitch, because he <laughs> was still trying to sell him, so he can obviously say we're not a charity case, but he can't can't necessarily come out and, and speak his true feelings, can he? That's that's a problem for him, yeah, and he I think massive. he's just he's getting pelters at the moment. I mean, even even Saturday with the with the selection, and people say, no, you know, Ericsson should be in the team. And I alluded to it in the week. If if you've got a choice in the team, Christian Ericsson's a much better player than Eric Lamella. And if we write down our strongest team, Christian Ericsson's in it. But he's in a situation where there's a player that probably doesn't want to be there against a player that is. There's a situation at Manchester City where one of them scored and assisted the other goal, and the other one was completely invisible. And, you know, what does it do as a man manager to say well, the fact that this bloke was invisible and doesn't want to be there, I'm still picking him over somebody that did turn up at Manchester City. It's a massive... And he's the gut yeah, to be there. It's a, it's a And, you know, point. That, that spreads, and if, if you're sitting there in the team in the background and you're looking at those two and you're, you know, you're one of those new players and Dombele or the Celso, you've come into the club, you've heard about this intensity and the, the the way that Pochettino demands respect and you're thinking, hold on, this bloke wants to go and was crap and he's still in the team. So what does that tell the new players? And eventually, that spreads through the whole side, and that's that's why I've always said you back the manager all the time, Jace, whether you I, think he's right or not. You have to do that. Jace, I think it also you were, spread through the team.
5: I think you were spot on on the, on a the podcast yeah. week as well yeah. when you talked about um, it's almost like when Pochino first came in yes. twenty fourteen, and he had the uh, kind of the bad apples. We've had the Adebayors, and uh, yeah. and the Cabals and all that, and he had to kind of weed them out, and the bentelebs and whatever it might be to get his. It, it, Puccino said, you know, it'd be a painful rebuild. I think this is what he, he was maybe talking about. His demeanour is worrying. The form is worrying. It's classic under-pressure um, uh, behaviour. So that his behaviour, you know, 14 defeats in 32 games, three wins the last 12 games. We're, bottom, we're in the bottom three in terms of current form since Burnley. That, that, that's, that is a pressure-type environment. And, I, and, and I'm worried that he's going to be... Because he's, he's, he's a flamboyant South American at the end of the day. He's just going to rip it out and go, i oh, sod this, I'm off.
6: I think, look, the, the the thing at the moment, I think I totally agree that it does kind of feel as though we're now back to season one uh, where this team just, the squad feels a bit dysfunctional at the moment. So I think in terms of the actual squad that we have now, it's not the squad that's going to get us over the line to win one of those major trophies. So I think that Pochettino, you know, he is going to be unhappy at the, at the moment because he's got players that he didn't want to be there that are still there. He perhaps didn't get in all the players. He perhaps hasn't got all the areas covered that he wanted, maybe fullbacks. So... I think that, that he's going to be worried and as we've mentioned this kind of does feel like a transitional season so I think it's you know it's not too much of a worry that he hasn't got the squad that he wants now but I can totally understand at the same time that why he might be you know agitated
5: Jace, you you, you had a, a long running ding dong with, with Rick obviously over the whole Danny Rose piece and Jamie and, and, and you Jace were quite clear on the whole Danny Rose piece yourself I think you agreed on that I just want to throw yeah. out there to, to the listeners and obviously to you guys well, why <coughs> we still got you on the call Jace it does smell to me like a bit of a Danny Rose situation right you know he comes out says what you want to the papers two years ago all that stuff now there's some unrest and unsettling he was at Watford on deadline day then he was, all of a sudden he's turned the move down there yeah. uh, and now, now Pocheney's got to work with a guy he's got no other left back because uh, hamstring injury to Sessignon and Davies is not injured
1: and he must be pulling his hair out mustn't he but also Jace, but we have to also remember Chris Harrison wants to new change as well so yeah we've
6: got, but we've got so many of those sort of players in the squad we've got the likes of Wanyama Sergio, I mean, I know Wanyama's probably going to go. Danny Rose, Alderweireld, Ericsson. So there's so many players in that squad that are slightly disruptive. So, as I said, I think it's because of the squad that he's going to be slightly agitated at the moment.
8: And I think, and you're right, and that's it. There's so many. How intensive is that training now? Like I say, there's players that must look at him, say a Rose or an Oria or a Wanyama, and think, do you know what, so what if you tell me what to do in training? I don't want to be here, you don't want me here. So I, I haven't got to impress you to get a game Saturday because you, you want me out of the club anyway. So, I mean, if you're Oria, for instance, he's, he's clearly not in, in Pochettino's mind at the moment, is he? No chance of him playing in the, in the derby by the looks of it. And so is he really going to bust a gut in training? And if you've got five or six like it, it's not surprising that, that, that you're getting the problems that we have.
4: Jason, just very quickly then, before we lose you, thank you for coming on tonight. What is your score prediction ahead of this Saturday? Sunday, sorry. I've gone for a 1-1. Someone one is. one. We've uh, there. Two predictions yeah. so far, both draws. Jason, really hope you're well. Really good to Tom speak and you. Jason. I'm sure speak so, to you soon. soon, mate. Jason here from Last Word on Spurs. We do have another Spurs fan on the line. Steve also wants to talk about the manager. It is a really hot talking point at the minute. Steve, what do you think about the manager? Is he unhappy?
2: Yeah, hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually say an unpopular opinion. I think that our fans are, are too protective of what you know. For me, for the last like few months, he's been very disrespectful to the club. He's been talking about all sorts of things, like he might leave, he might stay, the issues at the club. I mean, the reality is, our club have an amazing stadium. We've actually backed him this summer. Really, there's, there's no excuses for him anymore. And for me, he, he comes across to me that he thinks he's bigger than the club. And the way it's going, he's not going to be
1: there too much longer, in my opinion. Steve, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I am worried right now. You know, I am worried. His demeanour, like I said, and you've echoed what I said earlier, you know, they have backed him at the end of the day. Maybe they didn't get the silence in earlier as maybe what he wanted them, but they did deliver on that deadline day and get his key targets in Le um In Session, Young was a long-term target in Belle And, you know, now he has got the squad to work with but there clearly is listen we don't know there is disruptiveness behind the scenes which is causing an issue where it is now transcending on the pitch we sat here last week on the back of a great result against Man City and we wasn't talking about this so whatever's happening at the moment you know it's difficult for us to know exactly what's going on but you would think reading between the lines something is going on when the manager actually comes out himself and says that the squad is unsettled
6: Well, first of all, I'd be—I'd say, you know, be careful what you wish for. You do not want Mauricio Pochettino leaving this football club. How, what he's done no, for us, of course us. not. No, but would you say that he's happy with this squad? We are up against such fierce competition in like, so Liverpool, Manchester City. They are they, their teams are perfect. In spur for Spurs, there are still so many issues. Mm. And that you've got to be absolutely top, top level to be able to compete with those sort of teams. And that's where Maurizio wants us to be.
1: But, Jay, you said yourself, that it wasn't all going to be done over one window. No, and exactly, he was quite happy exactly. with his business. And that's,
6: and that's why, you know, this is going to be a transitional season at the moment. And and that's why I've got sympathy for Poczina, because I just don't believe the squad is good enough to get where he wants us to be.
1: I have sympathy for him, but I also think there's a point that, you know, he has to channel that in the right way. And I don't think we should be hearing, you know, Every press conference, it is a lot. I feel like it feels like it's been <laughs> a lot of wind in the moment, I, 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 at the moment. I just
5: got, got weighed in there. I, I agree. I agree with that. But, but at the end of the day, we smashed our transfer record for his absolute number one target. And yeah. Dembele is in. We then mm. also smashed our transfer record, which would have been smashed if we didn't get him on loan or yeah. whatever, with LaCelso who was also his number two target. And then we also spent 25 million plus a player for his number three target. Mm. Like, Pochettino has what he needs, disposable, at his thing. I think his demeanour will change once his, yeah. uh, okay. his window is yeah, yeah, yeah. changed, course. and yeah, I agree with what you yeah. said earlier, James. You did bring it up, and I think we will see something yeah. slightly different. He talks. Sorry, sorry, just quickly, no, go uh, go uh, um, Charlie. He-, he talks about having that collectiveness. Now, I've run, I've run massive teams in my in, in my career, and lots of people will, will be able to identify with that. And and, and Jase is right when you talk about that whole man management piece. How can you pick Lamella? When Christian Eriksen sold, after you've basically been picking Christian Eriksen knowing that he's going to leave, like, it doesn't make sense. Christian Eriksen, for me, should not be nowhere near our team or our bench if we are looking to flog him. If the we point. don't flog in, him, yeah. integrating back into the mm. team, reintegration, like they did with Kevin Peterson. With but so back.
1: what's confusingly, it's because he's on the bench, and therefore if he's on the bench uh, in your mind, you. you sit there and think, well, if he's on but the but bench, he shouldn't be
5: there. He shouldn't.
1: Well Steve, we really appreciate
4: your call. We, we could talk about this one for a lot longer than the time we're given. Thank you so much for calling us. Thanks Steve, Steve there just in to talk a little bit about the manager. When we come back, we are talking that transfer window. how much has that really hindered Spurs and the manager there with his demeanor. We're going to be looking at that and looking at the massive game on the weekend.
3: Giving your team a voice, love sport radio.
4: You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brandt in the break Ricky off, was it? not happy he was wagging his finger he was getting upset he was, was talking transfers one
1: minute it. was an incredible oh. window to a mediocre window he's not happy it will, you will know, be, it will be Chaz. if Ericsson goes this window I'm going to say it right now this window turns from a good window to a mediocre window so you know when this all started don't you it's when you broke the Wanyama news <laughs> Wanyama <When you're laughs>
5: 12 million <yeah. winning> baby <laughs> took me as soon as you you've done that you see my Twitter follows at Liam McQueen they just went through and Rick's now not following me anymore just as
4: a
1: <laughs> definitely following Leemac McQueen Let's not have
4: We are talking about the transfer window. Just quickly, we have to talk about the massive game this weekend. I just want a quick uh, little answer from all three of you. Is Ericsson, will he still be here after the window closes? I don't know.
1: I, d- I don't know. I'm um... really glad I started with you, Rick. Right, Lee,
5: <laughs> 100, uh, and I and I go back to the tweet I did uh, two weeks, three weeks ago when the transfer window was open. My predictions have all come. My mic dropping situation. I'll be definitely dropping the mic when that window closes because Eriksson will still be a Tottenham player. Mm.
6: I think yeah. a couple of months ago, as I was saying, I, I kind of said I want Ericsson to be sold because I knew we'd be in this situation where we we we, you know, he's got this contract issue. Um, do I think he'll stay. I think that he is going to stay until January at least. Um, the only issue I think Spurs would have is maybe if Neymar goes to PSG and then PSG have a lot of money in that they might decide, you know, he might go, he, he wants to go, he'll probably go to Spain next summer, so we might move from now. But I think Ericsson will stay.
4: Just quickly then, Lee, this might sound ridiculous, but mm. you said, you know, Spurs back their manager. They got his number one target, they got his number two target, they got his number three target. That's realistically, uh, he have a right to sort of be miserable and moan, even though he got his targets. Of course, you know there's other a little things, bit, and,
5: I, but I think a little bit. And this is the reason why it's one of my bits of other research. Well, not last season, the season before, the close of that season, we just had that mental game at Wembley, five uh, four against Leicester City, if everybody remembers. Yeah. And Potts come out and said all these things. Everybody said, "Oh, he means we've got to spend money." he Didn't mean any of that. But we also did uh, Rick saying that he did mean that we didn't. He said we <laughs> he need did. to be brave and so on and so forth. <laughs> what he did also do though in, in all seriousness is he went and met with Christian Eriksen, and he had dinner with him, and he had a, um, a sit down with him. <laughs> when, well, it? <laughs> when there was uh, that, well, that's the point. That's the point I'm um, I'm saying about him being miserable. That's two seasons left. The point that Jamie's making that was two seasons ago. So he had two years left on his contract. The club have been trying to tie Christian Eriksen down for at least two years. Yeah, Mocinno but Eriksen wants thing, that
4: deal to run down. What can the club do? Because this is the issue nowadays. You see it with Paul Pogba. You see it with all these different
5: players. Look at Sanchez. Everybody they've got they've got the uh, the player power answer your question has he got a right to be miserable if he sees Christian Eriksen is key to his plans and he's built the foundation of our club or the team sorry around Christian Eriksen and we've all sat here and said at various different times I know Chris Cowlin absolutely loves it as well I know Mel that was on the pod just loves Christian Eriksen we all love Christian he's a quality player if he's built that foundation around Christian Exxon, of course he don't want him to go. It looks like he's gonna go at some point and therefore he should be grumpy. It's almost like losing, you know, uh, um you know, a younger brother or something like that to you know, when they go and emigrate. But as Jamie not see says you while. can't
4: see his family, you can't get his sentimental order place, you know, you does, can't see him
5: as that he brother. Does. He's gotta go you know, South, that's, American. That's that's the, the South American. The blood. point is yeah. that Ooh, he is.
1: No, Pochettino.
5: <laughs> South American blood, it might be that, but Jay's talked about the man management stuff. Everybody wants to play for Pochettino. This is the first time this current crop of players don't seem, inverted commas, like that they want to play for him yeah. all of a sudden. It's very strange, isn't yeah.
2: it?
1: Yeah. Let me tell you just very quickly, Jase. What concerns me is that I think Tottenham, remember, I've got a squad, with are if he stays, that are more than capable of getting beyond the top four finishes in terms of top three. I believe that. If you take Christian Eriksen out of this team, For these, like I said, the next 12 months he's going to leave the club, then it puts us at risk of not securing a top four place. That's how I see it. That's how big he would be now. If you you lose Ericsson now, then the club for me are no longer you know, secure in that top the be- four. The best thing the club from a club's
5: point of view that can do with Christian Eriksen now is to get him to sign a new contract with a release clause and again Smart credit involved. to Jason as Jason well. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he would. I'm not saying, that's what I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to do that. The best thing the club yeah, that okay. could yeah, do yeah. that Levy has powers of persuasion that only we could maybe dream of. He's getting 12 million for Wanyama. He got 4.6 <laughs> million for Je- uh, uh, Nkudu for, for crying out loud. He's got some powers of persuasion. If he can get Christian Christian Ericsson or the club can get Christian Ericsson to sign a contract of a release clause and say if Barcelona or Real Madrid during the next summer come in for you, you can go for pittance or whatever like the Toby World contract situation. That would be the best thing. I can't see it personally. Like you, no. you Jamie, I think it, it, it will hold out and go on a free. It'd be an Aaron Ramsey situation. It'd be a disaster, but. That's the best we can hope for. Or Christian says, do you know what? The only place that I feel really loved and the only place that actually really do want me, they've had enough time, is Tottenham Hotspur. And do you know what? We are a massive club and we are brilliant. And do you know what? I'm going to knuckle down. I'm going to help us win the Champions League. And, and maybe he stays. Well, Who he knows. He has said it's not Toby about the money. Did.
4: He wants a new challenge. I'm not sure if he'll sign on. Who knows? What are your views? You can call us on 0208 70 20 558 As always, I think it's only fair though. We have to talk about the massive game this yeah. Sunday, the North London Derby. It is upon us. Not the sort of uh, you don't want to go into this game off the back of a defeat. But you know, with a game like this, a massive derby to your you know your, your biggest rivals. The form goes out the window, don't it, Ricky?
1: Can I be honest with you, Chaz? Going into this game now, last season when we was at this time, we had the Arsenal game early and there was a lot being carried away about how Spurs are going to go to the Emirates, they're going to show them up, they're going to take them to town. And, yeah. you know, going into that game, I think there's a lot of talk about Spurs going there and basically just turn up and getting a result. And what's happening on this occasion is that I feel some Arsenal fans, like all of them, are already just taking the three points for granted. And I think that could play into Tottenham's hands. We saw Paul Merson come out and say, I think Arsenal will rip Tottenham to shreds. Well, that's a team talk done. Done. Go and put that team talk, talk in front me. of these players. Podres doesn't need to say any words. It's Arsenal. You don't need to give a team talk for this game. It's the biggest game for any Spurs supporter of our season, especially at that place. Listen, we love beating them, but beating them there is even better that's, than any feeling.
6: That's something we've only done once there in, in 13 Premier League games. I think they've won. They won eight of the 13 Premier League games. So it's a place that we've uh, not really had much fortune of going to, and I think it's uh, certainly you know it's the time to go and get the result there now. Absolutely, and just to go on, on the back of that, you know, we haven't won at the Emirates
5: since 2010. Cabal had that yeah. fantastic header. I was in. I remember it well. I was watching it. In Antigua. Talk to me, and uh, it was 3-2. Uh, three, three, we won the game. Uh, we've since then we've played eight times at the Emirates. We've lost five. We've only drawn three. We've conceded a staggering, in my opinion. 22 goals during that period of time. Mm. We've only scored 12 under proch. We've got three draws and two losses at the Emirates. and um, We've conceded nine goals. Last time out, we, we conceded four times. You know, we, we're going in off the back of a, a, a situation with Newcastle. But where, does that
4: really matter? Uh, well, last no, week, no, what I no. I was
5: just yeah, about to say, I, I think, no that's no, okay. I agree with Rick. We're going in a situation with the back of Newcastle where last time everyone's picking the players and Spurs are going to smash Arsenal over the place. And it, it didn't transfer that way. And you had, uh, what, what was his? Uh, um, uh, sponge, what's his name, old um, uh, fella David with Lewis. the hair. David Luiz. Yeah, no, not David so, Luiz. Yeah, Doozy hanging out the window and celebrating like oh. they won a not cup won a and all that stuff. But the point well, is the, the shoe's on the other foot now. So we're going there a little bit under pressure, a little bit more underdogs, and I think that suits us a little yeah. bit. What I would say is, you know, Arsenal have got a good, I can't say about Pepe, but they have got a good front too. I think, like, like we said with the, the Arsenal fan, Lee, earlier. I think it would be like a basketball match. You have a shot, we have a shot. I mean, it could be anything.
1: I can see a lot of goals in the game because yeah. both teams defensively at the moment are really poor. That's why I'm sitting here hoping if Batongan is fit that he comes back into that yeah. 11 because I'll said, go going there without Jan Batongan up against the pace of Lacazette, <sighs> Yang, yeah. Pepe. I mean...
6: That's why, yeah. Pepe, that's we saw you, last
1: yeah. week. He, he did anything but finish last week when he went through on that one on one chance against Liverpool. You said that, you know,
4: Merson's already wrote the, the team speech. You know, he's wrote it for Spurs. You know, he's saying that Arsenal are going to rip some shreds. That might be the outside view or the fans think, you know, Arsenal are going to win the game easy. But is that the players' view? Because they had a hide in against Liverpool last week and they know how much this one means. They're going to be up for it as well. They they might not think that at Tottenham. The fans might. But the players, it's a, it's a different game. They category, were isn't well it? up for
5: it yeah. last that's season Exactly, yeah. They were yeah. well up for it, the yeah. yeah. players. Yeah, yeah they, they, they no, I meant
4: from a stance of Ricky saying the Arsenal fans think That you know, Arsenal are just
1: going to turn up and smash him, but do Arsenal
4: think that? I don't think Arsenal would give no, Tottenham Emery that w- the play.
1: will be obviously on that team's back. And what I will say is that you know, they've played, I think it's one of the best games they played under him last season, so they won't take anything for granted. But at the same time, I think for Tottenham, because of how poor they were against what? Newcastle, we couldn't be any worse. Yeah. We couldn't be any worse. So you're expecting a reaction, and yeah. I'm hoping that we're going to get that this weekend. It is the biggest game of our season, it always is up against them, you yeah. know, especially away at their place. This is what would mean the most winning there. Well, we're going to be talking about what type
4: of formation Spurs will play. Should players come back into that start in Z? Arsenal, how are they going to be looking on the weekend? It's a massive game. We're going to be talking about it all next. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brown. Of course, we're talking the massive North London derby on the weekend. But before we look at, take a deeper look into the game, I'm delighted to say it is time for Adrian's Corner. Adrian hey. has joined us on the line. Adrian, a massive North London is derby this, this week. Is this
9: week's show sponsored by the Samaritans by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell us
4: how you're feeling ahead of this weekend's game.
9: actually hear that... Uh, Ericsson was going to Juventus and uh, Phil Jones was going to Fred bentles <laughs> <laughs> No, so, it's the North London derby. Uh, one good bit of news. Uh, we've got Martin Atkinson as referee. He's refereed four North London derbies. I don't know if you know that. Uh, three have been draws and we won the other one 2-1. So there a good you go. Point.
5: Beautiful. Very
9: good uh, stats. What I wanted to talk about was actually the formation. Although I'm not a great big fan of the five at the back when we planned teams like Liverpool and Man City... I don't think Potter's got much choice this, uh, for this game. Mm. I think we'll have Rose and Sissoko as wing backs.
5: By the way, I'd you like called Aja just the to interact with, with you. Interactive, you, know, with you, you with called Sissoko.
9: And, and Sanchez. And just Kane and Son up front because they have a habit of getting goals against Arsenal. And with Dyer Winks because I don't think Ndombele M- M- is M- not fit. Dyer Winks and Eriksen as a three man midfield. What do you think?
5: Yeah, well, I just want to give a shout out to you first and foremost, Adrian, because about three weeks ago, you called to Soko as a potential right back or right wing back. And that's exactly where he played when KWP went off uh, at the weekend. So fair shout out to you on on that one. What's your thoughts, uh, Jane?
9: Yeah,
6: look, I, I do think that potentially Moussa Soko might be that uh, full-back option. I think he is a guy that's very good at carrying the ball. Um, he did look to do that when he was given that chance at the weekend. He was really looking to get down and, and get a cross in. I think that that's something Carl Walker-Peters wasn't doing. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being disrespectful to Carl Walker-Peters, but I really anyone else other than, than uh, Carl Walker-Peters, I'd rather start it right back for me. It was Sissoko's
5: cross, wasn't it, that get, got the chance for um Mora. for Mora, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't
6: so, it? yeah. So, so I think so. That, you know, he's, he's and I think he kind of had to play there a lot last year. He did a lot of covering for uh Kieran Trippier at times, so he's kind of proved that he can play there. But I think if you're gonna play that that sort of um with Moussa Soko at right back, you're gonna have to start with a five at the back. So you'd hope that that'd that be uh Jan Vertonga coming back into the team. What's the big loss? I think is Tungen
1: and Bele, oh, right? it's gonna be fit. 100%. I mean, like I said, Jay said it earlier in the show, he's such a massive influential missing that mid
6: field. He's, he's cut like that's a really pleasing thing, and I think that what showed me how much we missed him on mm. the weekend because yeah. we didn't have any we just didn't have any control in midfield and that's what's going to be so important on the weekend having that control in midfield he's come in and settled so well, and it's been really pleasing how he does everything so well he creates he can defend brings the ball forward so I've been really pleased with uh, how Don Bell settled in
4: Adrian, just very quickly, then, what is your score prediction for the weekend
9: Well, I had a ten on spurs so uh I'm two Spurs away. Spurs away. totally different. This is one thing you didn't talk about earlier. You know, I mean, we do get space away from home. They won't park the bus. They'll come up. Yeah. They'll yeah. fight us, obviously. It's but a very true out. point,
4: we'll Adrian. It's because you're one step ahead. This next right half an hour, this is it. We're going to be talking all about it. Adrian's <laughs> corner. There, thank you for calling. Tom man, Adrian. we really, cheers, we cheers, really Adrian. appreciate that. Well, he did mention that you know <laughs> Arsenal aren't going to park the bus. Spurs can play the it's way they point. want to play. That. Will that plan to your hands and what what formation or starting lineup do you want to see this I weekend? Think, I'm Lee? sorry,
5: I think I think we will probably go through at the back. I think he, it, it, maybe, uh, well, I say maybe, I think he will. So I think he wins, great Jan. That, yeah. I think Jan will get back into the side, Davison and Toby. I think he probably will play Sissoko as, a, as a, a right wing back. Um, and I do think Davis will start. Do not know what, Ericsson uh, will
4: start? Oh, I think 100 percent Ericsson has will to start. start. start 100 percent has to start. I, d- I don't, I don't
1: even not, think not, is. you, you know, don't know. have to you bear know. in mind think... that this game comes one day before the European transfer just window didn't... shuts. Yeah, it just didn't. I what, think that, he's that... staying. I mean, I think he's staying as well. And I
5: interrupt you, But I, I think, I, well. yeah. I, th- you, no, I, I think if he starts, we all know he's staying. Yeah. Because of that exact fact. If he don't start or he ain't nowhere near the squad, he's he's talking to other. I mean, someone's coming in for him. Um... But yeah, I, I yeah, I I c I don't know. I don't know. Can I
1: be honest? I do honestly believe it's easy to say this that the team selection will dictate how this game goes. Because if Eriksen's in that team, if Jan Vatong's in that team, I'm a hundred percent more confident. Because, like you said, there, Jay, we've got no We
6: Did it on the weekend. It's, that's what. That's why we lost on the weekend yeah. because there was too many of the similar players. We didn't have any creativity in that team. Mm. Eric Lamela, I'm sorry, but he just doesn't have that. Um, you know that that end product, and there was nothing like that. There was no Eriksen trying to pick out a pass? It was Eric Lamela so trying to. In
1: this game, I have interest then. A lot of people have been calling for Mora to start more games. He started at the weekend, didn't really make much yeah, of a but contribution to a so, small sample size. I, it I is, hate it when yeah, people no, do
4: that. Like, oh, well, look, we played on the. But no one played well on the weekend. I know you can't, that, I we know can't that. put that on more no, as well. Lucas, no, Lucas, Lucas no, needs that. to
5: start in in the centre of the pitch. He mm. does not play well. You can go back for all of the other um, the uh, times he's played. If he plays wa- starts wide right, he don't play well. He plays better uh, almost as a two or just off behind. As He plays better down the centre. That's what he plays better. So if he starts him, he has to play a formation that will allow him to do that.
4: If the manager is trying to make a point by not uh, starting Vertonghen, you know, we know what's going on. You said that maybe there's something going on behind the scenes. If he now comes back into the 11, is that point sort of now invalid or is he right. sort of He's made it, and he's like, "Oh, what? Now we're playing Arsenal. He's straight back in well, the side." Let me say <laughs> that.
1: a great point. It's a great point. But all I will say on that is that we faced Man United last season at Old Trafford, away from home, and at that time, Alderweireld couldn't get near the team. Danny Rose couldn't get near the team. But he brought those two players mm. back in because he understood the importance of that fixture, and we got the result. This can is I just not say, a game though,
5: on that. Mm. Can I just say, and I might be wrong, so please correct me, mm. but that was after the transfer window closed. So they couldn't go anywhere. So then what he said, he had a conversation with everybody together Mm. when he knew that's what his squad was and he said... Every, it's a blank canvas. Everyone's got a chance. And that, that meant right. them yeah, too. Yeah, no, Whereas th- actually you th- can't have that with Ericsson at the minute because it's still open. But yeah.
1: also he understands, surely, the importance of this game to supporters where no matter what is going on, you still play your best available team to you. And again, I'll make that mm. point. If Ericsson, well. if Ericsson is in the squad, as he is at the moment, then for me, he's still able to feature in games his head is still in the right place. If Ericsson's head is not in the right place, it should not be in the squad. Because as supporters, we can't seem to understand that. If he's on, if he's he's on, in the, If he's in the squad is in the right fair of mind to be introduced at any minute that's what you are as a substitute you're on that bench because you've got the possibility of being called upon any single moment what would what do Tottenham need to do then this weekend to
4: a get the three points at the Emirates and what do they need to do to nullify that attacking threat that Lee mentioned of Arsenal
1: concentrate from minute one start yeah. fast those are the two most important things that Spurs haven't done so far this season and at the back end the last season. Look at the domestic form over the last three to six months. Spurs haven't started games quick enough, and concentration-wise, it hasn't been there, Jay, is it? Yeah.
6: If you, uh, I think in the, the other issue would be you have to have someone creative in there, that and that's why he cannot afford to have this, whatever he's got with Eriksen. just has to put it aside, and he has to have some creativity in there. I think and Ndombele, is a guy that's come in and proved that he's really creative. But I don't think he's going to be there on the weekend, unfortunately. It looks like he's going to be out injured. So, we have to play Ericsson or, or Lo Celso. But I don't think that's going to happen either. Well,
5: I, I mean, I've just jotted down. I don't know if you guys have done this yet. I've just jotted down a kind of 11. I, I'm, I've got a question mark in the middle. So, I just quickly go through that. Uh, you know, look, games come thick and fast, don't they? You know, we, we've just talked about Carabao Cup earlier and the Colchesters and the changing around uh, you Europe know personnel and all that sort of know Europe starting. Uh, you know, Arsenal, I think they got a uh, forest, I think, in the, in the Carabao Cup. Second massive. round, a massive game. They've just turned, uh, taken Derby apart um, in the Carabao Cup. So games come thick and fast, and you know I'm not saying that he's, he's not going to put out his, his his strongest eleven here, but I've just had a jot down here, lads. Right, so Hugo in goal. If you plays three at the back, you've got Toby Davinson and Yen. You could all, all, um, argue Sissoko's a, uh, as a wing back, and say uh, Ben Davies is a wing back because of the Rose chat that we had earlier. Winks central midfield, but he can't partner with Sissoko because he's playing as a right back. So mm. where, that's my question mark. And yeah. then you start, no Ericsson, because his head's turned, say. Delhi, Delhi's back, right? you got to play Delhi. So you play Delhi, Delhi behind Kane with Lucas is
4: and Is he Sons. ready to start that game but, straight away? coming back who, from sits
6: injury, Delhi won't be ready to come. Delhi Alley won't be ready so to come. So you don't want him, him to start? start? I don't. Well, no, I don't think he'll be ready to start. I don't. Okay. I think he's coming back off a hamstring, and you've got to be careful with that, because that's the sort of injury. If you play him too much, he's going to just re injure it again. But, There's clearly an issue yeah. there with Delhi. Is Eric is fit? Um, Eric Dyer's fit, yeah. Eric Dier, so Eric Dier yeah. could go into he the team. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't yeah. got a
5: choice. Look at my little numbers, yeah. He ain't got a choice. Dyer and Winks in the central midfield. But it's hardly, I don't mean rude, it's hardly inspiring, isn't it? Ranyama's not going to be careful, just sold into Bruges. Twitter mate, careful. <laughs> no, but
1: it's no, not really, It's hardly inspiring. It, 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 listen, you got you got Lucas and Solly in that team. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, I mean, we've got a bit of creativity there. Oh, you could top.
5: have Lamella instead of Lucas because I think Lamella might start better on the wing cutting in and then Lucas as mm. a super sub.
1: I Listen, for me, I know I've said a lot on Eric Dyer. I like Dyer as a squad player but mm. I don't know if he's good enough to start in such a high-colour game like this. He, yes, he scored up there obviously last season. The result didn't go our way. It's just that he hasn't had a lot of gains either. No. It's, it's a massive decision that midfield. I mean, Ali, I think there might have been an option to play him against Newcastle, and
6: Pochettino held this him back. Why, but this is why Mauricio Pochettino is going to be so agitated at the moment. Yeah. That's why I can no, totally fair, understand why He's, he's, that, me. he's not grumpy because so he's leaving. He's many, just grumpy because of this stuff. Well, how many issues has he got there? There's, look, we we're struggling to think who's going to partner him. So there's so many issues in that squad in no, terms of injuries. But,
5: but again, sorry, sorry, I know you got to go to breaking stuff. But again, you know, this, we talk about the Carabao Cup and you know trying to get players, in it's an opportunity. That's why we have to be in them cup competitions because everyone everyone can't play. Talked earlier totally about our squad; it's actually quite big. We're, 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 we've we're, we're worrying here like we can't put the Celsa in and Dembele you can't put in can't put in Ragnar. we can't put in Dyer, we can't put in Eriksen this
4: is I mean, it's, it's a headache it is a headache talking of the starting 11 we've had another call into the studio Scott delighted you've joined us quickly very. we want to talk about the game on the weekend you want to talk about the lineup. what do you think Spurs should do and who will play yeah hello
10: uh, yeah so Charlie I reckon I know you lot said Dyer can't start but Dyer's fit Dyer's going to be ready for Sunday I think you need to put Winks with Dyer in the middle, Yeah, Tottenham core. You you need players like Dyer, Winks, Rose. You need them in this derby. They're going to be bang up for it. Danny Rose loves a derby. He loves Tottenham. He's not a fan of Arsenal. You need these passion players for these derbies. They're the ones who are going to be up for it, and they're going to win you the games.
1: Scott, listen, you know if you've been listening to our shows that I was the advocate of Danny Sand in the summer. However, having said that, watching him on reflection the last three games... He hasn't been good enough. That, that's my concern, and I do think Potatino, if Ben Davis is in a position where he's fully fit, I think he is going to bring Davis in for Rose. As much as I get, Rose loves a derby. I think he'll end up bringing do, Davis in. Do, do,
5: have we forgotten Scott? Just you made a brilliant point. I think about Eric Dyer, and we just talked about it just quickly before you came on. Have we forgotten him? Have we? Have we literally forgotten this guy? Powerhouse. You know, at his best, he was amazing. Do you not think, like, he, Scott, hang on a minute, you can't see this,
4: listeners? I've got Ricky
5: here and Jamie <laughs>
4: screwing their faces Scott, up. Uh, does Lee have a point there? You know, if Spurs fans forgotten Eric Dyer a little bit?
10: No, I, I think I think it's just Pochettino. He's just not a Pochettino player. I think that's all it is. I think because Pochettino, he, he only normally uses, even barely in some games, he uses a one-half sort of holding midfielder, and Dyer is sort of mixed between a holding midfielder or a centre back he's not too sure where he fits and I think because we had when Yama last season it was brilliant that sort of kept Dyer out of the team we've got Sissoko who sort of half plays there this year they've fought Mdombele. I just think Dyer just doesn't fit into the team and so I'm not sure he's a Pochettino player but in these sort of games you need him you need a player like that
4: You mentioned at these sort of games because they are different obviously the Derbys form goes right out the window what is your prediction for the weekend Scott?
10: To be honest I've I think unless he gets the uh, formation right, I agree with what you lot were saying. I know we don't use it too much, but I agree with three at the back with the wing-backs, with the two and uh, like that. But I think if we play like that and we play well, we could probably nick a draw, but we don't really do too well with the Emirates. I think we've only won twice in the last 12 or 13 visits with a couple of draws thrown in as well. So So, I I would like to say 1-1. If we play the, if, I think I think what Poch needs to do is probably swallow his pride a bit. He needs to play Yan, yep, he needs to play yep, Dyer, yep, play yep, Rose. But if he does that and you know swallows his pride a bit, we, we can get a result. Good points there, Scott. Sorry, we're Scott. out of
4: time. We would have appreciated the call there. We Thanks, always man. want the callers. Thank you for calling in. After the break, we are going to get an Arsenal fan on to give the opposition preview, and then we're going to get the predictions of the scores in the studio.
3: Love Sports.
4: This is the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen, and Jamie Brown. I'm telling you, I have struggle keeping these so, lot It's a shame you don't let the French
1: record here because this is better We'd than be the game. Going-
4: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be off com. It's too dangerous for you for an issue. They're all disagreeing ahead of the massive game this weekend, but now it is time for the opposition view because I'm delighted to say we've been joined on the phone by Love Sports' very own Mike Stavrou. Mike, thank you for joining us ahead of the game. Firstly, I want to ask. There was a bit of a there was a bit of a thing on Twitter this week. You know, Danny Mills on Sky Sports. he had done a combined eleven, only two Arsenal plans, uh, two Arsenal players. A lot of fans
11: weren't happy.
4: What do you make of that?
11: Uh, I don't care about Danny. What Danny Mills has to say, mate. <laughs> 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 no, do me. I. To be fair, I care what Paul Merson say though. I care <laughs> what Paul Merson <laughs> say, Mike. What do you reckon about Paul Merson's comments? Really?
1: What do you reckon um... about Paul Merson's comments?
11: I'm not going to talk about Paul Merson because um, I I know a few things about him. And let's let's just say, I, I don't think his judgment's fantastic. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about pundits, but Charlie, I want to give you props because being in with these guys must be like walking into the
4: lions' den, mate. <laughs> so, so, congrats. Cheers, mate. What, um, what are your thoughts ahead of the massive game on the weekend? Both teams were, um, you know, coming off the back of a defeat, so I don't know if that changes it because the form does go out the window. It's a massive game for both. Arsenal or at home. Are you? Where do you stand on it? You know, it's a tight one. A few predictions have all been really draws, apart from one Spurs prediction. We haven't got the guys' prediction in the studio yet, but what are you thinking?
11: Um, I rarely go into a North London derby that confident, uh, Charlie, but I'm going into this one confident just based on it. it's at home and um, last season we turned them over. I mean, that that result was ridiculous. I think that's one of my favourites in recent memory, 4-2 at home. And just, yeah, I mean, I've watched a bit of Spurs this year and I've, I've not been convinced, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like Pochettino's sort of, in I'm not sure what you guys think, but he's, Sort of in no man's land at the moment because I think he really did want the the United or Madrid job and for whatever reason it's been quite work out for him. Uh, and, uh, it's and, not uh, April okay. Fool's Day today. No, no, no seriously, I, I, I do think he looks a bit unsettled there. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as some fans are saying like going into meltdown because it's only three games into the season, but I think there's a few issues I suppose. So, I mean. Um, at full-back as well, I know Ricky was banging on about it this, this summer, about them not reinforcing that area. And I think that's somewhere that Arsenal can target because we've got, um, we've got amazing wide players and women to bang and Pepe. So I think we can cause them troubles. And yeah, I, I really can't see past an Arsenal win.
6: I think one player I was really impressed with, impressed with at the weekend was Pepe. Um, what do you think Arsenal's attacks going to be on the weekend?
11: Uh, this This is the million-dollar question to be honest, and it'll be interesting to how see how he lines up. I, he won't obviously go as a as, as he did against Liverpool because that would just be suicide. Um, but I think you will see the, the front four play. I think Lacazette, uh, Pepe, Aubameyang uh, will will play. And um, the, the only point of concern really is Ozil, and I don't think he'll throw him straight in because he's not quite fit and he's not been playing. He's, he's been left out of the squad. Emery's talked a lot about his physicality and how he doesn't really fancy him in the big game. So I'd be surprised. Uh, But I think those three. And then in midfield, I think I personally would play Joe Willett because, I mean, it doesn't get much better scoring your first senior goal for the club against Spurs. I mean, what, what a
5: moment that would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, talk- dreamland. Absolute dreamland. <laughs> Mike,
4: you're mentioning, obviously, Arsenal's attacking options. You know, it's easy to speak of the positives. But what about the negatives? Because they do ship goals. Tottenham, they've been creating chances, maybe haven't been clinical enough themselves. But Arsenal do leak goals. Liverpool cut them apart last week. Tottenham only need a sniff, and they could get one. And, you know, the ties change. Is that still a problem? We know it's a problem. But how big, you know, with Tottenham on the door this weekend?
11: Look, look I, I promise you, I've not got my rose tinted glasses on. I promise you. But that result against Liverpool, I'd say for the first time, even though we conceded quite a lot of possession to their full-backs, I feel like they still didn't create that many clear-cut chances in, in the first half. And then there was They a scored few three. Errors. Yeah. <laughs> what, in the, in the first half? They scored one, and that was a, that was a header. And then they in, sco- they in, scored three the in the game. Half,
5: they scored Avenue, three in the game. You yeah, lost 3-0. No, you oh, lost 3-1, sorry. game, mate.
11: I was watching the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Luiz has made, has made a... But he lost, three one <laughs> ...in the second half. And I, I think there was a few more factors than just the scoreline. So, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, yeah, we do have a lot of defensive deficiencies, Charlie. We, all, we can all see that. So, it, it might be one of those situations where it's the goal fest. But you know what it is about the North London derby. Everyone knows and says the same thing. Form goes out the window. And it's just really about who wants it more on the day.
4: Well, just very quickly then, Mike. Uh, what is your score prediction for the weekend?
11: Um, I'm going to go for. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be quite tight. Um, I'm I'm going go to I'm going to go something like two one to
4: Arsenal. Two one to Arsenal, Mike. Thank you so much do for giving like. us a bit of your time, you like. Mike Stavrou. There, loves Sports very own. He gave his prediction a bit of banter there, back and forth with Lee. Obviously, we know the attacking threat. But Arsenal do ship goals. It's now time for your free predictions. Jamie, I'm going to start with you.
6: What do you think ahead yep. of this weekend? Um, for me, I think there will be a lot of goals. As we said. This I said, there is guaranteed goals in it there from is. both sides. I think that you know, Spurs are in a bit of a bit of a jumble at the moment with their defence. I think Arsenal's defence really just don't rate it at all. Um, I'm going to go for three-two to Spurs. Three-two to Spurs. Lee it's a tough one because I'm trying to still pick
5: my team here yeah? and, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in, in certain areas if you play Ericsson because of the whole mindset stuff you can have Delhi, Ericsson, Kane and Son on the pitch for the first time this season who I boldly predicted uh, yeah. they're the front, best front four in the Premier League you could get that yeah. in the North London derby you could have Sissoko and Winks sitting um, you could play as an emergency right back Eric Dier we talked talking about him before so switching around I don't know I do think there'll be goals as well um, so I'm going for 0-0
1: Ricky? I'm going to go for a one-all.
4: I'm going for one-all, yeah. Is a point, uh, not the question of a uh, good enough, but would you take a point? Because, you know, you took a point against City, or, or uh, Arsenal aren't on City's level, but, you know, if you're getting points in these yeah. so-called the tougher away games, you know, would you still take that? Yeah,
6: Go on, Jay, sorry, sorry. I think because, as I've, as I've said throughout the show, we're missing so many players uh, because of injury and players are coming back. Um, I think Andomel is going to be a massive miss I think that already as I said he's settled in so quickly so he's going to be really disappointed that he's not playing so I think a draw is a decent result so Jamie you
1: take the point Ricky yeah I would. I mean I would take a point yeah I would Lee
6: yeah I mean
5: I, 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 like I think if it's I think it's a tight game. Goal out and give it a go. I think, I think take the three points. To get the three points at the Emirates would be the best thing for yeah, us so there you go. far. Just a final
4: a word tonic. then from Ricky on the show.
1: Just want to say a massive shout out just to Bury supporters. Uh, as a fan of football... Uh, it's absolutely devastating what's happening to that football club. I think we all echo as being football yeah. fans just how tragic that is for them to lose their club and the success they have done yeah. and I hope something can be done to rescue that football club.
4: A really nice note to end on. This has been the Spurs Fan Show. Good luck on the weekend. We'll see you next week.
3: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views or for more, follow us at Lovesport Radio on Twitter.